deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. A lock door it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I am your host, DC. And I'm Liz. And Liz. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. We warned everyone. We warned Sony. We warned the people. This Morbius thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. It, yeah. Uh, <laughs> us, us, us kind of uh, uh, <laughs> having to like hop off the train like a day before they got fucking jared leto to say it in a in a promo video yeah well what can i say the shriek cast ley lines uh remain powerful yeah we're always ready we're ahead of the curve and off of the curve when it's time and uh you know well the the the, the canary in the coal mine i told everyone to watch out for was if you saw drawings of like hot anime girls saying the meme, right? Yeah, because that's the one where you want to drop, drop jump off. Because you know, if you're at the point where like the subject of the joke is saying the joke, mm-hmm. too far, you're way too far, in too deep at that point. Absolutely, this did at least uh, result in you know like Sony put the movie back in theaters. Apparently, yeah, I did see that, and we got the second second bomb from that. That's, that's uh, last good time I saw. Yeah, I, I think I think I would have been a lot more sour on this if that had like gotten the money they wanted. You know, like right, like that would have been pretty dark. But making it bomb a second time, I think it might have been worth all the stupid jokes. Uh, so unfortunately, it did not beat the Secrets of Dumbledore. I am assuming. I'm assuming that to be true. It made well, so it didn't. Um, but the way in which it didn't is amazing because. Fantastic Beasts made like a hundred grand or something this week in the theater in the theaters, That's and not Morbius good. made like eighty five grand. So it's it's like you know they're, <laughs> they're neck and neck. Yeah, they're <laughs> hey, like a vampire. Hmm. I'm I'm getting this feeling. It's the year of the vampire. Can you feel it? It is the year of the vampire. We've got we're we've got us doing our podcast on, right? on Twilight. We've that's got, the biggest one. That's the biggest one. That's number one with a bullet. You're the vampire. Uh, we've mm-hmm. got our Twilight pod. Uh, we've got Morbius sweeping the nation, uh, as it were, and then kind of becoming a joke and, and everyone getting sick of it and then it becoming funny again right before everyone gets sick of it again, presumably. Yeah. Um, and and we've got uh, we're, we're getting a little a little deep in the weeds in that V Rising game everyone's we, playing. We are we are getting deep into the weeds we're, on that one. That's a pretty that's a pretty good game. It's that's pretty a, fun. I'm pretty addicted to it. It's uh, it's got everything you need from a vampire. It, it, what I like about it is that it is uh it's a vampire game where you're actually just doing evil vampire shit the whole time. Yeah. Do you think you could have like an Edward run like? Ooh. You really, you're really just going for the beast blood only. That <laughs> only going for yeah, getting getting creature blood from the animals. Um, I was really hoping that like one of the abilities you could get was sparkling in the sun, but mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think that's in there. There, there. There's some Twilight vampires in the names. If you roll a character, 
Yeah. Uh, and, and press the randomizer button. There's like Renee, Renesme, Esme, Edward. There's just a whole bunch of, 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 of Twilight names in there. So that's cute. Some famous vampires. Famous vampires. There's a new Vampire the Masquerade game, too, that like swan song rpg yeah i've seen that in the periphery for sure yeah that's like it's not you know it's not the masquerade game we wanted but it it is one it is um, out there you're you're the vampire right there uh you're the vampire continues uh if you have any other year of the vampire news let us know but it, it seems like it seems like they're sucking up a storm out there they are they're sucking up a storm <laughs> Um, yeah, they're kind of at least, uh, overtaking, uh, maybe not on the box office, uh, fighting over the bottom of the barrel there, but, um, <laughs> uh, it, it seems like vampires are taking over in the public consciousness over, over wizards and, and magic and such to me. Um, there was only one piece of Harry Potter news I could find this wow. week, and it was, uh, just a, a little, a little something, uh, about the video game. And it's the, it's the the official Twitter account for Hogwarts Legacy uh, made a huge exciting announcement. Um, they've got the house banners in the Great Hall in Hogwarts Castle. Huge development update. Huge, huge development. They they tweeted out that the a little video. It's a seven second video of uh, of just a, you know a camera panning around, showing you that there are indeed some flags hanging from the ceiling uh, in the Great Hall. Um, several outlets wrote a whole article about this. Uh, Game Rant is the one that caught my eye here. Hogwarts Legacy gives player gives players closer look at house banners. Hogwarts Legacy team shares new information about house banners in the upcoming Harry Potter RPG. Uh, this is they, fantastic. They managed to write like six paragraphs about this, uh, which is impressive. I salute hats off. That's really powerful stuff. This is like a um, a game update of the same caliber as the uh, Neopets NFT game updates, <laughs> I would say. How um, have they been doing? Oh, I think that they're having a Discord town hall soon, so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of developments there. Uh, we're all very excited to see the um, amazing game they're going to make <laughs> exclusively for about 4,000 people, uh, which is where all the greatest games come from. Um, I love I, that. They've got some 3D assets yeah. ready. Uh, they've got those in the chamber. Uh, so we'll see how the, those get deployed. <laughs> I, I think last time we talked about the Neopets NFT, we hadn't gotten this new development, which is incredible that they've they've promised. I, I guess it, the whole thing was predicated on like, we, we will be developing a game, but they hadn't like said what the idea was. And more recently, <laughs> they showed off like, like what their roadmap was for this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this is this is a video game only for people holding the Neopets NFTs, uh, and it's gonna have like, you know, it's an open world, and you can get you can build a house, and and they have uh, two three D models. They have a Kachik and they have a house, and and you know they say they're well on their way to beta in july or whatever it was they promised so. i think we're gonna see the alpha gameplay and i think that if you great news if you're not an nft holder for the neopets <laughs> nft i think you still can play the mini games you just can't oh. have an avatar oh so, wow so if you, you want to play um <laughs> snake 
in the metaverse, <laughs> but you can't pick your avatar, uh, then I've got a recommendation <laughs> that is currently, we're waiting to see alpha gameplay, but uh, I think it's going to be great. I love that it's the same thing as the Harry Potter. It's an open world where you play mini games. You just walk around and find mini games to play, and then you like get shit for your house, you know? Right, and, yeah. And, and, and 4,000 people are going to play it. I guess more than 4,000 people are going to play the Harry Potter game, probably. But nonetheless, it's very funny seeing these two uh, happening at the same time, promising basically the same stuff. Um, and and giving their audiences basically the same amount of news, uh, you know, same updates each time. Yeah, we've got house banners on the one hand. We've got the <laughs> pizza shop um, on the oh, Neopets side. Oh, is that a new model? Side. I think they have a 3D model of the pizza oh, shop. fuck. We're up to three models for the Neopets <laughs> open world RPG it's powered coming by along. the blockchain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, what are the replies like on this Hogwarts Legacy banner thing? Are people excited? Are people into the banners? Um... Hogwarts won't be complete without Quidditch. I hope we get to compete for Quidditch at the World Cup. Fair there's got to be Quidditch, right? I, I would, yeah. There's got to be like some sort of Quidditch mini game. If it's a mini game collection, you're, you're, you know, you walk around and fight guys and go play mini games. You've got to have a a, a, a flying mini game in there. I'm sure. I hope there's gobstones. <laughs> Remember how I completely whooped ass at the gobstones mini game in the Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Game that that was cool. They should put that back in there so I can dominate again. Uh, I, I hope there's exploding snap. What? So snap is just the memory game, right? Snap is like, or is it go fish? Is that like British go fish? I can't remember what snap I have is. No idea. I've always wondered what exploding snap entail because they're just like the cards that you matched would just explode, and that's kind of how all digital representations of snap have worked i'm pretty sure so like doing exploding snap in harry potter game is just like that's snap that, that's, yeah <laughs> you're, that's, it's you're a just... mini it's a mini game game i'm, I'm giving them ideas <laughs> uh what is it uh, wizard chess we could finally find out what the difference between chess and wizard chess is um mm -hmm. whether there's any other any other moves you can do in there yeah, you probably sit on the floor and put eight chessboards together and uh, make up your own rules. <laughs> now, see, if we got the Twilight uh, open world video game, uh, put a pin. let's put a pin in that for our third segment, perhaps. I might have something planned. Twilight Skyrim? Yeah, Twilight Skyrim. Real? Question mark? A <laughs> uh, guy with a Man of Steel avatar says, uh, they released too early. The hype is dying already. Just released the game. They released so, too early. They released too Just early. Just released the game. Just released the game. Make an opening cutscene with Warner Games logo and clouds like every Harry Potter and Fantastic Beast movie intro. Please. Oh, I love the logo. I love the brand logo, <laughs> Warner Brothers. <laughs> the brand to look good. The, there was always the one of the like um uh fun listicles that kind of got republished every week. Uh, for Harry Potter stuff was how the logos for every movie got like darker for each one, oh, right? Oh, and yeah. rusty and stuff. I wonder what do you do for one that's set before everything? Shiny. It looks like, like, like um, way shiny. 
Yeah, looks like uh, all the branding for that Great Gatsby movie they Ooh, made. Oh, yeah, that was hideous. Yeah, a lot of filigree, shiny, <laughs> yeah. beautiful. Before yeah. it all all gets gritty and dark later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Well, and it's like I was gonna say the twenties for Fantastic Beasts, um, but we're talking about the game, which is what eighteen hundreds, eighteen nineties, I think. Eighteen nineties. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of opportunity to make a exciting brand presentation. <sighs> oh, and the one person is really excited about the banners. Uh, Tyler here says, you can see the dang stitching. So that's cool. That's graphics. That's me playing Super Smash Bros. Melee on the GameCube. Like, you pause it and zoom in on Mario's pants and go like, whoa, you can see the stitching. Yeah, so absolutely. It's like he's wearing real jeans for some that's reason. I, yeah, that's how I felt when I saw <laughs> Luigi's Mansion for the first time. It's like these lighting effects are incredible. Whoa, you can see his jeans. All right. Well, uh, that's that's enough news. We've got to continue with our celebration of the Year of the Vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a pair of chapters once again in lockstep this week. Um would you like to maybe do the same thing, read both of our summaries and kind of discuss together? Yeah, my assumption here is that we are more in lockstep than we have ever been. Yeah. Uh, so I'll have you run us through and then uh, I will do a very brief summary of mine and then we'll be good to go. <laughs> All right. So in the original Twilight, uh, Bella wakes up wondering if the progress she made with Edward the next previous day was merely a dream. She is running a little late for school, but as she steps out of the house, she sees that Edward is there waiting to drive her to school in his car. Jessica and Bella huddle in class to discuss Bella's news. Knowing Edward will be within vampire earshot, Bella confirms that she and Edward uh, are an item and drops a lot of compliments. She, uh, He's even more handsome behind the face, even the waitress got jealous, etc., etc., although she does insult his driving. However, she also worries aloud that she might like him more than he likes her. At, at, at lunch, Edward and Bella sit together, and he teases her about the conversation. However, he does seem genuinely a little hurt by Bella's comment about being more into the relationship than him. Each of them does their best in a self-deprecation contest to get up on the cross harder than the other, until Edward finally convinces Bella that he genuinely cares for her, and that Bella is uh, more than a two. Edward then floats the idea of going somewhere besides Seattle for their upcoming Saturday trip. The bell rings, and the conversation ends. That's Exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, I will run through mine really quickly here. Um, Edward, uh, at the beginning of the day, before he goes and picks up Bella at her house, is uh, tuning into CNN to see that oh. the dastardly Lanny has been extradited to Oklahoma or Texas and hopefully will get the death penalty, although he catches himself and thinks it doesn't matter. He can't hope for something something like that. He's not not that messed up. Um he goes and picks up Bella um, and has the conversation that you uh, helped detail for us. Um, Edward uh, then, you know, goes to class where he overhears Jessica and Bella's conversation um, when he hears something disturbing, which is that Bella thinks Edward doesn't like her as much as she likes him. How could her head be so backwards? Um, Edward goes to gym class very briefly, and he hates gym class. Um, and then he goes to lunch, uh, where they have uh, the long conversation that uh, you detailed for us. And that is the end of my chapter. <laughs> 
Uh, We have the same chapter. (laughs) The bastard Lanny has been compromised to a permanent end. Absolutely he has. Aren't you glad to hear it? We've we've uh, tied a bow on that one. <laughs> I like I like this uh so so this was already one of the funniest parts of our, our our last reading. Um the fact that there was like more lore to this random guy that he rescued uh, Bella from. Yeah. The fact that this this was apparently someone important enough to show up like on the news uh uh is is Doing a lot of work, I feel like the the yeah, world of Twilight s- is really being filled out here. He's a serial killer. Yeah, they yeah. caught they caught the infamous infamous Portland killer guy. <laughs> the P- P- PTK. Right. <laughs> they got his ass. <laughs> wow, the vampires are are really doing a service to the great people of the Pacific Northwest. It sounds Edward, like Edward has really encountered a lot of serial killers in his 90 years yeah him going dexter mode did he do they hint did he like get any famous ones did you know did he get like god i wish henry they, holmes or something I like wish. that right no. Okay, no no i know i wish that this book was that brave yeah just outlining like how all the, all the cool shit he did like oh he i i killed jack the ripper i got I got uh, t- Ted Bundy, right? Like that'd be kind of neat. Uh, yeah, the the big the biggest detail that you get is when he's thinking back about the one serial killer that he got, and there were like two captive women that were there when he when he got got the guy, and one of them died, and one of them lived. So maybe oh, no. maybe that's like oh, a no. specific serial killer. <laughs> that I don't know because I'm not really a true like crime a head. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's his morning routine like? Like, I don't know. We're getting a little, oh, we're, we're not getting like a, a rundown of what he does in the morning. That's a shame. No, no. He's pretty much in his own head. He has this like brief, uh, conversation with Alice because he's like, I'm going to go pick up Bella at her house. And Alice is sort of, um, uh, you know, she really wants to be friends with Bella and and says, like, it's okay. Uh, Rosalie will want to drive her car because they all ride together. They, yeah. They're like, they carpool, um, even though they have their fancy cars. And Alice is like, it's okay. Rosalie will want to show off her shiny BMW. Um, but that's pretty much it. I, that that conversation also happens while Edward's driving her to school. I, I didn't include it in my summary because it just felt a little redundant but oh, uh, yeah. they they do have a whole conversation about uh who drives what car normally and why edward has such a fancy or wh- why rosalie has such a fancy car and bella even remarks like why do you even own this if you're trying to blend which is kind of cute like i I was wondering if that was going to be in the original twilight um because i was like wait is this stephanie meyer like addressing criticisms (laughs) but no she was a she's ahead of the game she's like i know i have to make them explain this (laughs) it was pretty funny there's bella's bella's priorities in all of these uh arguments are really really good uh yeah uh, she she is so like just terminally disinterested in the fact that he's a vampire like um that's 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 a shame though because that's the kind of thing that you want out of um like a a a book retold from a different perspective i want to know like what edward what does edward this is this is what snape has for breakfast here to me like what what is edward doing in the morning is he uh does he have to brush his teeth does he 
uh, uh, make a big breakfast? Does he does he have to go out and hunt like a a vole or something to eat? Like what, what's he what's right. he up to? Right. Yeah. I mean, I I want to know. Does he watch CNN every morning, or was he tuning in to uh, <laughs> just, just to see, to see? But I don't have that information. Is it specifically CNN? Like it? Does yes. It, so this is skipping ahead a little bit, but I think this is relevant to the to the CNN thing. This is the first time. This this chapter is the first time that a real brand has been mentioned. Didn't we get Coke's last chapter? Two Cokes. Oh oh, you're no, you're right. You're right. Okay. So never mind. I feel like she was very self-conscious about the music side of it. Or maybe not self-conscious, but like worried about it. Whereas we do get like cars and and CNN that are all like, these are going to be permanent fixtures of the world. <laughs> Whereas like, oh, Linkin Park, that might not be cool anymore. <laughs> it's so funny that choosing CNN says something to me about Edward, even if it's not intended to, it's just like like knowing that Edward's news station of of choice or the first one he thinks of as CNN is something that would like tell me something about his character in in most stories, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're just trying to establish that someone's watching the news, you can just say the news, right? Like right, yes, yeah. And so it's like a phantom limb. It's like I'm it's like I'm being given information to fill out this character that I don't need because it's Edward, right? Like it's. it's never going to go anywhere. This chapter starts with the sentence, CNN broke the story first. (laughs) Oh, so maybe, maybe he's like a real news hound. He's checking all of them. Then it sounds like that implies to me that he's like, you know, channel surfing with his vampire reflexes. I guess so. He's like flipping back and forth between all the 24 hour news, waiting to see which one is going to break the story first. I want to, I want to know edward's opinions on all of the news channels like what does he think about msnbc what does he think about fox what you know what what, what are his takes on all the different anchors you know what i think his take would be mm. he'd be like um <laughs> one of those people that's like what do you mean it can't be different it's the news it's the news it's how like what what is there other than it being the news <laughs> it's just facts um he, he goes on to say uh, i was glad it hit the news before i had to leave for school I was anxious to hear how the humans would phrase the account and what amount of attention it would garner. Luckily, it was a heavy news day. There was an earthquake in South America and a political kidnapping in the Middle East. So it it ended up only earning a few seconds, a few sentences, and one grainy picture. That rocks because uh, what... (laughs) This is 2004 <laughs> in America. Not a single, none of these things would have registered with anyone Edward is coming into contact with. I no, know. No one would give a shit about any of this stuff. I, I love that this is like a famed serial killer, or rather has to be famed enough to end up on the national news. <laughs> but it's like a side note. Like we caught yeah. Ted Bundy, but... I mean, they didn't even get... So it goes on. The picture was unclear, a mugshot, and he'd had a thick beard at the time of the photograph. They didn't even get the current mugshot. <laughs> even if Bella saw it, she would probably not recognize him. I hope she wouldn't. It would only frighten her needlessly. Oh, no. <laughs> the coverage here in town will be light. It's too far away to be considered of local interest, Alice told me. It's on the news! It's on it CNN! Was a good, it was a good call to have Carlisle take him out of state. <laughs> 
again, they caught Ted Bundy. <laughs> yes, they caught the Green it River sounds, Killer. It sounds like it sounds like this was a really bad idea if you were trying to lay low. Honestly, <laughs> it <laughs> seems like they could have just fucking killed the guy because they're vampires. <laughs> Drink that guy's blood. <laughs> Drink that guy's blood and put him in a barrel or something. Yeah, it doesn't sound like uh, <laughs> doesn't sound like putting him on CNN is really doing much for you here. He would be extradited to Oklahoma or Texas. <laughs> no, excuse me, Oklahoma. <laughs> Whether he will be extradited to Houston or Oklahoma City to stand trial. See, this is the thing that I get the details about, and it's nothing to do with Edward's morning routine unless he. Watches yeah. CNN every morning. If he's getting but, extradited to multiple states, possibly, like that means that he's got crimes. Like this, this is a a, a country trotting serial killer, right? Like that's a big deal. That's a that's a yeah, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, the Rosalie just saying like, don't worry, it's not gonna, it's not really you know local news or whatever. You, you're right. It seems like this might be international news, like. <laughs> national at least right right <laughs> oh um so do they talk about the cars at all before edward leaves i mean yeah because alice is like oh rosalie will get to uh drive, drive the bmw car. but yeah. that's pretty much it yeah. um i do get a really fun um uh when bella calls him out and is like well, why do you even have a flashy car? Um, gosh, where is it? It's very good. Of course, Bella was totally oblivious to the inherent contradiction of my own car. It was mm. no accident we were most often seen in the Volvo, a car celebrated above all for its safety. Safety, <laughs> the one thing vampires would never need from a vehicle. Few would recognize the less common racing edition, not to mention the aftermarket work we'd done. Mm. They sound awesome. I want right? to hang out with the vampire family who basically are doing initial D stuff constantly, it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> sort of a that's a really funny addition to the vampire lore. I the, It is so funny that the vampire portions of Twilight thus far have been so light on like doing much with the vampire stuff like like there's something to be said for like I, I do enjoy bella's very muted reactions to this like supernatural revelation she's had um but the fact that they you know they don't eat people they they go and suck on bears or whatever they they use their vampire powers to like drive but the only driving they're doing is like to and from school and to work and stuff like there are so many more specific vampire plus whatever stories that are like being seeded in this book that never happen. Like, mm -hmm. what if they were street racers? You know, what if this was like Vampire Fast and Furious? Right, exactly. And even when they have this conversation, like, he, he doesn't even say it like, I like to drive fast. It's yeah. like he says it like vampires in general do. Like <laughs> yeah. that's a, like that's an inherent vampire trait. <laughs> we like to drive fast, he says. Which uh, I know he's like referring to his family, which is also odd that they would all share this like street racing yeah. passive trait that they've got. Um, right. But I don't know. Well, maybe the Maybe the Italian vampires drive around really fast. Yeah, well, it's like he's in the family from Speed Racer, but they're not doing Speed Racer stuff. Like, that's what's so funny about this book is is we have we have 
a version of Edward who's in Dexter, but that's not happening in this novel. No. We have a version of Edward who's in Fast and Furious, but that's not happening in this novel. Nope. We have a version of Edward who's like like a, a thousand year old like uh, a guy who's seen every major historical event in America. We're not getting that novel either. <laughs> like there's nothing here other than the high school romance, which is like I keep going back and forth on how well this works for me because I I do enjoy how down to earth all that stuff is and and how funny it becomes with the like added twist that he is a hundred year old vampire guy. Mm -hmm. At the same time, it's wild seeing these like ideas flit in and out of the, of the, of the story that just go nowhere. Like that sound like 10 times more exciting, you know, like, Oh, this vampire! This vampire does downhill racing in 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 Washington. It's so crazy and dangerous and cool, but he's good at it because he's got reflexes. It's just like never doing anything with these abilities they have. No, no. I mean, the car stuff is funny just because it only seems like an homage to the brothers uh, that she has. Um, right? Yeah. But it sticks out like a sore thumb. Like, it's such an odd detail to keep, and it just keeps coming up over (laughs) and over and over again. Well, that's the part that's funny, right? Because it's like, these are all details that people that you know in in real life might have and and not, you know, they're just hobbies, right? Like, Like, not everyone who is into restoring cars or whatever... Uh, uh, is a street racer or a professional driver or anything like that. But it's very funny to make these things so integral to a character in a novel when they're not, like, they're not standing in for anything, they're not representing anything, and they're also not part of the plot. Like, (laughs) these are all things that could either mean something or could be like the driving force behind a different kind of story. But instead they're just being mentioned in passing constantly. God, Um, I hope I'm forgetting a car chase. Like what if the climax of this is a car chase and I just don't remember. (laughs) We've forgotten about Kralnor and we've forgotten about the downhill classic that happens. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) This town isn't big enough for the both of us, Kralnor. (laughs) That's Want a race about him. it? They yeah, they drew a drift race against Kralnor. Yeah, that, that'd be sick. Yeah, fuck yeah. No, it's it's very funny. I I I have no idea why he has any of these traits. Like for like for for the story, all of these traits are 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 more or less useless. They're not. Th- these are traits that you hear hear about a real person and go like, huh, that's interesting. I never I never knew that they had that hobby and then you move on with your day but it's a novel so it, it's it's surreal to hear this stuff i feel like yeah it's like why does he have this hobby um <laughs> i i'm curious there's this back and forth that bella and edward have um mm-hmm. where you know bella says why do you have cars like that at all if you're looking for privacy um and he says an indulgence we all like to drive fast and she says figures she mumbled her tone sour what was she like what is she sour about what does she mean, figures? Because that makes no sense to me. I'm like, what do you mean? I, what is what? And, and Edward the isn't vampires like vampires love to drive fast, right? And Edward doesn't say like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, I will unfortunately be of zero help to you here because this is how that exchange goes in my book. 
Uh, an indulgence, he admitted with an impish smile. We all like to drive fast. Figures, I muttered under my breath. And then it moves on to under the shelter of the cafeteria's roof, Jessica was waiting. <laughs> so. God damn it. Zero explanation. All right. <laughs> well, how does that figure, Bella? What do you mean? <laughs> Bella is, like, having the opposite experience that I am, and I feel like this is one of those, um, this is the classic Twilight criticism, is, like, these aren't vampires, right? Mm -hmm. But it's hard to have any other takeaway, honestly, than to go, these are not vampires. (laughs) But Bella is, like, she has it all figured out. She's like, oh, of course, you're a vampire. Of course you'd like to drive, you'd like to drive fast. Figures, figures as much. It's like she's referring to like an offensive stereotype. Like vampires are just a uh, people that there are a lot of in the world. Right. And uh, like, like she says like figures and you would expect Edward to be like, huh, what was that? Like, <laughs> like what are you saying about me? But like, is that a, a vampire stereotype that she's like <laughs> leaning on? I don't know. It's okay, he just smiles back at her, but also doesn't think anything about it. That's 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 one of those scenes where like the cadence of the of it makes total sense of, of like a this is a teen conversation. Yeah. But if you if you think about it for too long, it, it just becomes It's nonsense. Like a it's complete nonsense. Total nonsense, yeah. Um uh I, I, I actually gotta say, I do like this chapter for as um Little happens in this. This is my favorite kind of nothing happens chapter where it is just like a a big dollop of uh, of like character conversation. Because mm-hmm. we go through we, we have we have Bella and Edward in the car. We have Jessica and and Bella in class. We have Mike and Bella before class. And then we have Jessica or, or we have uh, uh, Bella and Edward afterward. And. Mike and Jessica are still kind of fuzzy to me and like like who who they are as characters. Right. But it is a great opportunity in in my chapter for Bella's character to continue getting fleshed out and mm-hmm. and she is she's still the highlight of this book so far to me. Like like her her um her ability or uh, ability is wrong because it suggests that she's right about <laughs> everything she observes, but her, she, she is like reading everyone constantly, um, which is a very interesting contact contrast with her relationship with Edward, who can literally read minds. Um, and, and, and she, you know, obviously is, is fascinated and disturbed by that a little bit, but she kind of does the same thing where she, because she is the narrator, she is offering, what the feelings she is observing in other people's faces and stuff is constantly. Um, and I have no idea how accurate she's being or if this is something Stephanie Meyer even thought about when writing this, this book. Right. <laughs> but like, she is so sure about what everyone else is thinking about what she's saying to them. Um, uh, and, and seeing that happen in a long series of conversations in one chapter, I think really fleshes her out a bit um, and, and, and makes her in- quite interesting to read. Um, I'm wondering if we can puzzle any of that stuff out because, Mm -hmm. um, Bella is sort of reading other people, but Edward is often reading the person's mind, Mm. um, in my book, um, Oh, because yeah. we can we can work out how right, right she is. Yeah, right. Because I get a heaping helping dose of Jessica's mind in this chapter. Ooh, okay. Yeah, let me let me see if I can find a good 
conversation chunk with Jessica. Um, okay, yeah, here we go. Uh, Edward was right, of course. When I walked into Trig, Jessica was wa- sitting in the back of the back row, nearly bouncing off her seat in, in agitation. I reluctantly went to sit by her, trying to convince myself it would be better to get it over with as soon as possible. Tell me everything, she commanded before I was in my seat. What do you want to know? I hedged. What happened last night? He bought me dinner, and then he drove me home. She glared at me, her expression stiff with skepticism. How do you get home so fast? He drives like a maniac. It was terrifying. I hope he heard that. Was it like a date? Did you tell him to meet you there? I hadn't thought about that. No, I was very surprised to see him there. Her lips puckered in disappointment at the transparent honesty in my voice. But he picked you up for school today, she probed? Yes, that was a surprise too. He noticed I didn't have a jacket last night. Uh, so she, you know, she, she is, uh, uh, keenly aware of whatever tone or, or, or is at least to me, it's like, like, is this, is this real? Is she correctly observing this? Or is this just Stephanie Meyer observing this for us? You know, like, like what, what does Edward have to say about this, this stuff? So this is probably like one of the most confusing conversations I've ever read it. I had to read it like a few times just because I'm getting the Bella Jessica conversation, Edward's observations about their out loud conversation, but I'm also getting Jessica's internal thoughts and Edward's mm. commentary on those. So I'm <laughs> going to do, going to do my best here. Um, uh, as soon as Bella walks into the room, uh, this is Jessica's thoughts. She looks glum. Why? Maybe there's nothing going on with Edward Cullen. That would be a disappointment. Except when he's still available, if he's suddenly interested in dating, I don't mind helping out with that. <laughs> on and on. <laughs> Tell me everything, Jess demanded while Bella was still removing her jacket. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uggs, she's so slow. Let's get to the juicy stuff. What do you want to know? Bella stalled as she took her seat. What happened last night? He bought me dinner and then he drove me home. Jessica's thoughts. And then? Come on, there has to be more to it than that. She's lying anyway. I know that. I'm going to call her on it. How did you get home so fast? She says out loud. I watched Bella roll her eyes at the suspicious Jessica. He drives like a maniac. It was terrifying. Um... (laughs) Edward's internal thoughts. Jessica thinks, huh, she sounds like she's telling the truth. Why is she making me pull this out of her word by word? I would be bragging at the top of my lungs. Out loud, was it like a date? Did you tell him to meet you there? Jessica watched confusion cross Bella's expression and was disappointed at how genuine it seemed. No, I was very surprised to see him there. Uh, She thinks, what is going on? There has to be more to the story. What I'm getting is that... There, this is a tale of two Jessicas here, right? These just feel like, like, like I, I already have a very thin grasp on who Jessica is meant to be in my book. Um, but what you are reading from Edward's perspective here feels more like how I am meant to read Angela in my book, if that makes sense. Wait, really? Kind of, yeah. Like, isn't Angela supposed to be like the the kind of stuck up one? You're thinking of Lauren. Lauren. Angela's Lauren, Angela's, uh, the Angela's angel. Angela's a- ah, of She's course. Angela's the nicest angelic. girl in the school. Yeah. yeah. An- how of course? How could I forget? Yes, yes, yes. No, a- a- uh, Lauren is is the vibe I get from <laughs> all these really well defined characters in Twilight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Jess- Jessica just comes off as Lauren in, in your version to me. Like this, this, uh, 
sort of condescending, two-faced, uh, uh, you know, backhanded conversation that's kind of not the vibe I get from Mike. So, like, she seems, she, for, for as, as cynical as Bella is being, um, Bella's cynicism seems to be more like, oh, I have to talk to Jessica, who's a little dumb and doesn't understand my feelings, is, is the vibe I get. And not like... Ugh, this 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 bitch Jessica is just so two faced, right? Like it's it's it feels, it's a little different between the two books. It sounds like. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if in original Twilight, if Jessica is going to to end up like showing her true colors at some mm-hmm. point because the inter- like her thinking. I mean, we talked about this a little last week because she had that same the thing with the dresses where she was thinking that Bella was tricking her to try to make right. her look ugly yes. at the dance. Yeah. And then in all of this, that's just sort of the running theme is that Jessica is just like a complete two faced, like she's horrible in her own head. Hmm. Um, and Edward's kind of thread throughout all of this is that like, Jessica doesn't deserve Bella as a friend because she's, like, not a true (laughs) friend. Um, Edward even goes so far as to read Angela's mind between classes in my chapter and wants to get her a gift for being the, like, friend that Bella deserves. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is amazing. Uh Uh-huh. But but listen to this. Um, He thought that it would be just trivial because most humans, when you like listen to their thoughts, you f- you find out what they want. Um, but Angela is truly happy and doesn't want anything and is just like an angel on this earth. Wow. So he can't figure it out. Wow. That, <laughs> that is one of the funniest, like insane vampire guy things I've heard out of, out of Midnight Sun. <laughs> In in, a, I wish that it leaned into that. I love the idea of Edward trying to get a gift for someone, not to express his own friendship to them, but to thank them for being a good friend to somebody else. That's I mean, this, it's completely unhinged. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> It's really funny. And I read it and I'm like, there's no reason for this to be in here. Um, uh, I had not forgotten the gratitude I felt to her for thinking nothing but kind words toward Bella in the first place and then for her help last night. So I waited through the morning looking for something she wanted. I assumed it would be easy like any other human. She must desire some bauble or toy. (laughs) Several, probably. I would deliver something anonymously and call us even. Uh, But she proved Almost as unaccommodating as Bella with her thoughts, she was oddly content for a teenager, happy, perhaps she, this was the reason for her unusual kindness. She was one of those rare people who had that she, had what she wanted and wanted what she had. This is like one of those documentaries where people talk about how they, you know, they, they died for five minutes on the operating table. And, yeah. And met and, you know, met a mysterious man in their dreams and realized he was Jesus or something like yeah. <laughs> Why is Angela not the main character? She sounds very interesting. Like I know. Edward is like enamored with her also. <laughs> I love the idea of Edward like shopping for a trinket for someone, like a some bauble, he says. He's he's gonna go yes. buy her a like a like a dog toy to <laughs> to give to her to like express his gratitude anonymously. Uh, expresses gratitude for being nice to someone else he knows. 
Twilight is so close to being a comedy. Yeah. Like, really, really close. I love that, like... I wish it wasn't so internal. Like I, mm-hmm. I think that's probably one of my biggest complaints. I, I think it is fun sometimes and it's moody and kind of weird, mm-hmm. but s- stuff like this comes up where I'm just like, can he just go talk to her? Like I would, yeah. I would kill for him just walking up to this girl and being like, so do you want like a toy or a bobble <laughs> or something? Do you like Lego sets or something? I don't know. <laughs> like, what are you into, Angela? Yeah, the internal thing is really fun for Bella because Bella is whether or not she's intended to be this layered. Um, I find her really fascinating to read because she she has all of these um, assumptions that she makes about people. She has this kind of uh, dichotomy between her uh, very mousy. Uh, interactions with most people through dialogue and then her incredibly cynical and and um uh, uh confident internal monologue like like it works for her for edward though who is a guy who can literally read minds like that conversation you read me of him overhearing a real conversation while also hearing one side's thoughts on the conversation is like it's just kind of word soup. It's like incomprehensible. Like it's Oh, there's so many italics. You would not believe the italics. <laughs> it's like a wattpad. Oh my god. Story. Yeah, it's it's really difficult cuz cuz what makes an internal character interesting is what they are and aren't sure of, right? Like 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 any any person you, you kind of have to uh, have confidence in your own in your own thoughts and and there are all thoughts that all of us are are not confident in and these sort of like shape how a character reacts to stuff right and and that's that becomes impossible to do with a character who can read everyone's minds and like there's a version of this where it loops around to being interesting again because that would make him behave differently right if if you could read people's minds you would like like pe- people would just not behave the same um but he doesn't behave it sounds like he just thinks about it Um, he he thinks about it and it doesn't serve a purpose right like it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't if he read angela's mind and was like oh all she wants is a a lego set for her little brother um (laughs) and then he got her a lego set and we got to have a conversation at least that has like a reason to happen yeah but nothing ever happens even with jessica we hear jessica's you know thoughts and and then edward is like bella doesn't deserve this but he mostly just discards it right he doesn't care about (laughs) jessica it doesn't like this is never gonna come up or matter um he's never gonna get information that moves (laughs) the plot forward or changes his relationships or anything (laughs) hearing edward go like oh i was going to buy her a present but i guess i i couldn't think of anything uh it's about as useful as hearing from someone in real life like hey i was going to do something for you but i wasn't able to you know it's like <laughs> like it's just like okay <laughs> thanks <laughs> we're at net zero thank <laughs> you <laughs> yeah 
kind of kind of a, a, a bizarre uh, a detail to include if if none of these characters matter and 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 none of them are involved in the plot as far as I can tell. The Angela is is nice because Je- uh, uh, Bella needs a nice friend to talk to, and Jessica is. Uh, interested in the Edward stuff because she needs someone to like do, you know, like teenager talk with, right? About like who's dating who and do, do you like so and so or whatever. But they're not involved in any sort of story with each other, <laughs> right? Like there's no. B- Bella's not trying to suss out like a mystery about who did something at the school. She's not trying to. Uh, you know, protect, protect her friends from Kralnor, the soul taker who she mm-hmm. now knows is, is bearing down on the high school and, and will, and will harvest uh, uh, the students like n- nothing. We're getting a lot of, of, of time with these characters that there's no potential payoff for. Like I, I love, like, like I said earlier, I love a chapter that's just, no forward movement and just just character you know ma- marinating in, in 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 character work right but like that stuff works when it's you know it's gonna pay off later when it's gonna be set up for something and i don't know what any of this could possibly be set up for because none of them are involved in any grander uh story happening in in in, in forks Right, right. Um, and Midnight Sun ends up feeling like it just adds word count, frankly. <laughs> right, like, yeah. Like, I don't know. So Bella and Jessica have this conversation where Bella recounts the story of how Edward um, was flirted with by the waitress, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but didn't pay attention to her at all. And then I get this thing from Jessica. Jessica was momentarily distracted by a memory of Mike on their date Monday night. Mike being a little too friendly with a waitress whom Jessica did not consider pretty at all. She shoved the memory away and stifling her irritation returned to her quest for details. And I'm like, this is, that doesn't matter, right? That's, no. <laughs> it's like word count. We're never going to find out about... <laughs> About like Mike's true feelings or whatever, or or even if we do, it's, it doesn't it doesn't matter to right. the plot. That's also really frustrating to hear, though, because that's information I would have liked, honestly. Like, right. If because because this conversation between Jessica and and Bella in class, where where Bella's dishing about her 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 Edward stuff, like it's it's a fun conversation for what it reveals about. Bella, we get we get lots of juicy Bella character development in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have killed for just a simple exchange where, like, you know, she tells the waitress story, and Jessica goes, like, you know, I had a similar thing happen with Mike this weekend because because then, like, the the the, the amount of directions that could take. I mean, you you could have Bella be like, I don't care about that. You know, like I, I don't don't care about that, and that would say something about Bella. You could have Jessica express that that uh, uh, she's jealous that you know they had similar uh, uh, things happen to them that went the opposite direction, and 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 you know how 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 funny is that? And like that would say something about Jessica, and and maybe some feelings of like like jealousy is the wrong word, but uh, you know, like like angst, like things aren't going her way, like but that. There's so much there you could do to make these characters 
who really just serve as sounding boards for Bella at this point matter in some way. Um, and, and we don't get that at all here. No. And I'm not sure <laughs> why that stuff is inserted into Midnight Sun where it super doesn't matter right. to Edward, right? It, like it's in, it's in the wrong book. Yeah. It, 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 it feels like it might even be addressing that criticism, but too little too late right and and ultimately just padding out a book that doesn't need that information but yeah because it doesn't like edward is so is like one step too far removed for it to matter to the plot of midnight sun right yeah yeah i actually found an article that was pretty interesting it was a question and answer with with uh stephanie meyer from a couple years ago about midnight sun oh um and the first question here really illuminates some stuff, I think. Okay. The question was, why did you decide to publish this book now? And the answer is, because I finished it. That's a long time. Yeah. To, the, to marinate on this one. The reason it wasn't published earlier was because it was not done. And when I did see the light at the end of the tunnel, when I saw that I was actually going to finish it, I started the publication process right away because I knew there would be, would, were people who had been waiting really kindly and patiently for quite a while. Huh. That's so... Uh... I, I don't know. There, there's another question here. Without giving away any spoilers, is there anything you can say about what we, readers will learn about Edward or what new perspectives they'll gain on moments in the Twilight book? Stephanie Meyer. I mean, it's difficult to spoil this book because, spoiler, Edward falls in love with Bella. That's all known, so it's difficult to spoil it. <laughs> like, just really unenthused about this work that she's putting forth, it feels like. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm so curious it's fun doing these chapters where we are in close lockstep because there's always like a fun surprise about what the fuck i mean like Ed edward watching cnn is a great example of just like okay sure um <laughs> but i i feel like this must not have been fun to write at all if no, that makes any God, sense no yeah it's it's like so dedicated total unforced error i feel to like make it you can write a story from, you know, set around the same events from a different perspective and not have it be in such direct uh, 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 conversation with the original. Like, it, it's so, so married to doing every chapter word by word, line by line from just just from Edward's perspective. It was, just seems like a futile, futile uh, effort, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, this is this chapter is a great example in that I suppose you still had to have these conversations. Although even then, that's sort of up in the air, right? I mean, yeah. you, can, you can exposit that it happened, um, but you probably still need to have the conversations happen. Um, but for me, this chapter most closely reminds me of that other filler chapter that was um edward reading um jane austen over bella's oh. shoulder <laughs> where it felt like there was no reason for the chapter to exist other than it had to and i imagine her writing this and like 
with like two computer monitors, one with like her <laughs> Word document and one with Twilight, like the Twilight ebook open and yeah. just going back and forth. And it sounds miserable. Yeah, it, it's it's so uh, lacking in any revelations, I guess, in like what, you know, like uh, it's no secret that we love stories where the same events are rehashed over and over again from different perspectives. I think both of us <laughs> in the Discord call right now have when they cry avatars. Um, yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, I, I am very familiar with, with the concept of just like running through the same short amount of events again with, with a new perspective. But the weird thing about Edward in this is that Edward's sole response to anything Bella does or or um, uh, the, the, anything that could be spun as, as something for him to react to, his reaction is always, that's weird, why'd she do that? Oh, Which, yeah, he does that so many... This <laughs> chapter, there's so many times where he's like, how could she think that? Her head is on backwards. Right. She, she runs into danger, not away from it. Why is that? <laughs> the one that I'm always thinking about is is uh, is uh, Bella reading, um, you know, classical classical literature in, in in the yard, and then seeing the name Edmund and getting upset, and then storming off, and him <laughs> him not picking up on that is really funny, like. It would maybe be cute if that was like the one thing that he didn't catch, but he, it just seems like he is the least for someone who's spying on her. He is insanely like <laughs> unobservant, I guess. Right? Like he he yeah. has no insight into and 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 or and not even that. It's like char characters need to think stuff to make the story go right. Like I I would honestly be a lot more into what what his internal monologue might might have been in a bunch of these scenes if he was honestly behaving worse like if he was leaping to conclusions about what what Bella thought and was wrong about it or if he uh was you know getting jealous or if he was getting uh like like him being weirder about it might make the story better because it would at least drive conflict between them um, or like conflict between like him and Jessica, if he you know like uh, I don't know got got pissy about something J Jessica said, but it's like he his only reaction to stuff is like it, it's like he's the player character in a game where you have to make the choice for him, right? Like, mm -hmm. like all all of his reactions are just huh, that's weird, and then I imagine like a dialogue wheel popping up and you get to decide is kind of the way that this this feels structured to me. It's really unfortunate that he doesn't get to interact with any characters. Yeah. Ever. Um, but here's a great, here's like probably the best example of exactly what you're talking about. And it's right after Bella says to Jessica that um, she thinks that she likes him more than um, he likes her. Mm -hmm. um, and Edward thinks, what on earth was the girl thinking now? More than he likes me? How did she come up with that? But I don't see how I can help that. What was that supposed to mean? I couldn't fit a rational explanation to the words. They were practically senseless. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, Edward. It seems pretty cut and dry to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just want him to have an opinion on something. Uh, he, anything, um, 
but it sounds like it sounds like this book is going out of its way to make him like he is a he he works in Twilight very well as a as just a completely opaque mystery because that's what it is right he he is the desirable mystery man and that's mm-hmm. sort of the fun of his character if you are going to then tell me here's a book about what he was really thinking the whole time it better be fucking interesting better right? think of something weird <laughs> i want him to think about some weird shit he's a vampire um and he just never does i don't know it's a it's a that's an odd place to be stuck uh and it like you say it, it does feel like it was just this perfunctory line by line up on two monitors process. And it, it just isn't, isn't a really exciting prospect to, to, to read this stuff. Cause it's not giving us anything new. I think it, it's, it's funny how close to brilliance it gets. Mm-hmm. I think specifically with Bella and Edward and how compatible they are um, and how they don't know what each other, like they don't know what, about each other at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want it to be that so bad. Like, I want to push that boundary and have them both be so weird yeah. for each other and have it have it really be that, that thing where it's like, Bella is so um, in her own head and weird and she had to find a 90-year-old vampire to to date because because they're made for each other right but it it feels just like wholly unintentional and it just doesn't push on any of that because it's not purposeful right yeah yeah i like like the best part of this chapter is definitely the second half in 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 my book right where they are sitting down at lunch and kind of hashing this stuff out Mm -hmm. um because they are, like you say, they are fucking perfect for each other in that they are both just miserable, right? Like, they are, <laughs> these are two of the most, like, like myopic, cynical assholes in the school. And it's kind, there's a something cute about them falling for each other um, and still also behaving that way to each other in a way that's really fun. Like they almost have like an Adams family thing going on here. Right, yes, that's per- that's exactly that's perfect. Yeah, where they just they they both love you know rather than rather than loving you know de- death and creepy stuff so much that they're perfect for each other. It's just like oh they they just love bitching constantly, um, and and that makes them just perfect as 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 a couple because they will never run out of stuff to complain about. Yeah, and we know Bella's going to become a vampire in Breaking Dawn, so right. if you think about it, they could be the eternal complaining, bitching high schoolers together. <laughs> they, they would just be Statler and Waldorf from The Muppet Show. They would just be like like just sitting in the, in the top seat, just complaining and moaning and whining about everything that happened. It would be amazing. Perfect. I love right. it. No notes. Yeah, yeah. Um... Because this conversation they have uh, have at lunch is this amazing, like, it's like a Western standoff, really, where they are both trying to act like the more persecuted one to each other. <laughs> and, and it works so well because they both just care about the stupidest shit. Like, Be- Bella saying to Jessica, knowing that Edward has vampire hearing powers that that she thinks that she's more invested in this relationship than he is is there's no other reason to do that than to start a fight about it 
Right. Um, and what is great about Edward is that he is so brooding and so, uh, uh, um, uh, I mean, he, he, he's so Edward that he rises to that challenge. No question. <laughs> like takes the bait immediately on this, uh, on this. And yeah. They, yeah. yeah, because he becomes long-suffering about it, right? Like, he immediately <laughs> gets up on the cross and is like, how could how could she be thinking this way when my love is eternal? And, like, so, like nothing has, has affected me like this in my entire life. So they're just doing this back and forth at each other. <laughs> they are so fun to read together. Like, th- this is where, like, like, this chapter doesn't give Bella like anyone good to spar with before edward like it's you know she gets to talk to jessica but jessica's not really that much of a character in my book she talks to mike but mike is is again just barely there like he's he mike almost seems like his story is over in my book now that now that um she's like satisfied that that she uh uh, linked him and jessica up Mm -hmm. um but when when edward walks in she has like a, a worthy opponent. This is this is Goku finding someone uh, ready, you know, someone fi- finally a real challenge, someone I can have a. Yeah, have she a had to find a hundred year with. old vampire. That's hilarious. <laughs> it rocks. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh, God. What? What? What do they? What do they start with? The uh, she she talks about how she she's eaten dirt before. Yes, literally, like, oh, what if what if you eat that food? It's like dirt. I've eaten dirt, so what? <laughs> if someone dared you to eat dirt, uh, uh, you could, couldn't you? He asked condescendingly. I wrinkled my nose. I did once, on a dare, I admitted. It wasn't so bad. <laughs> like, just... I've eaten dirt. Yeah, I've eaten so dirt. What? what of it? I love toxins. <laughs> um, well, actually, here's some new information about Edward. He's going to have to go throw this food up later. Oh, no. Oh, oh, nasty. Okay. Yep. Ew. So there's some lore. I think it's just one bite of apple that he's going to have to have to hurl. So they don't. Like the vampire can't poop. What is what's the mechanics of this? What does he say? I have told you all that I know. Oh. <laughs> Okay, well, at least you didn't get, like, ten paragraphs on it, like you have for some details true, in this chapter. True. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's the dirt thing. Uh, uh, he, he gets, like, he, he, he kind of turns his swag on to, like, to, um, uh, uh dig at Bella about the who cares more about the relationship thing. Mm-hmm. Uh he he you know, he he looks off wistful and he's like, Do you truly believe that you care more for me than I do for you? He murmured, leaning closer to me as he spoke, <laughs> his dark golden eyes piercing. <laughs> it's these moments that just I get such a like strong Robert Pattinson vision oh, in my God. brain. Yeah, the most perfect casting ever, honestly. <laughs> both of, for both of them, like yeah, yeah, like absolutely the best, completely the 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 best actors for p- portraying just completely detached people. Uh, right, b- amazing, amazing work. Um, what I love about this, and and I think this is the one that just feels like the most intentional. Uh. uh uh, character crafting moment in this conversation between them is that Edward's 
complaint with Bella saying that she thinks that she might care more for him than he cares for her is not to say like, oh, uh, you know, we we care for each other equally as much. I, I care just as much as you do. He has to then one up her and be like, no, I'm the one who cares the most, actually. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> no matter which way you slice it, this is just this weird, like, toxic competition to be on top of the relationship. It's great. It's so good. They are so perfect for each other here. They're hilarious. Um... Uh, yeah, because because uh, you know he he kind of like grills her about this, and he goes like, "You're you're wrong. You're you're wrong. It's me who I I care the most. Actually, I'm I'm the most I am the most crucified person in the school. Actually, it, it's <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's powerful stuff. Um, I, I I I love this. He dazzles her. He does. Oh, that's true. What dazzling is becoming a mechanic in this. I I realized in this chapter. Oh, totally. It wasn't just a description of like like his effect on the waitress. Dazzling is just literally like a power he has. I, I suppose like like he, he can dazzle one person, one NPC a day or something. Dazzling me, she admitted, meeting my eyes warily. Oh. I wasn't quite sure what to do about that. I was still thrilled that I could dazzle her, but it wasn't helping the progress of the conversation. Do, <laughs> do you think that's like a Stephanie Meyer note right there? Like <laughs> The conversation, not moving forward. Like, I need to progress this conversation. <laughs> There's another one that I'm curious about Edward's reaction to that feels like a really, really good line on Bella's part that I am curious how it comes across in your version Sure. On, on a revisit. Um, aside from the obvious, sometimes I hesitated. I can't be sure. I don't know how to read minds. But sometimes it seems like you're trying to say goodbye when you're saying something else. That was the best I could do to sum up the sensation of anguish that his words triggered in me at times. And, like, that's a good... That's such a great Bella moment, right? Like, like that. that's her... Uh, uh, kind of getting in her own feelings because of assumptions she's making about mm -hmm. other people, right? Like, like this is classic Bella. Um, what what does Edward have to say to that? Because that that's kind of the that's the gauntlet being thrown. In, yeah, in my... yeah. I mean, he sort of <clears throat> is agreeing, like saying, like, oh, she's right. Um, because he's sort of back to his um, uh you know, long suffering, like, oh, I should let you go, but I, but I can't. So, um, what he s says is this, um, uh, uh, when you're saying something else, she didn't look up. She'd caught that, had she? Did she realize that it was only weakness and selfishness that kept me here? Did she think less of me for that? Perceptive, I breathed, and then watched in horror as pain twisted her expression. I hurried to contradict her assumption. That's exactly why you're wrong, though, I began, and then paused, remembering the first words of her explanation. They bothered me, though I didn't understand them. What do you mean, the obvious? And then they kind of go into their back and forth about, like, well, I like you more, actually. <laughs> okay, I will say I do – that's, I think, one of the better Edward versions of this I've heard. Um, mm -hmm. I like that him saying, you're wrong, though, uh, is kind of a stall, it sounds like right, from, yeah. from his perspective, like because he's like, uh, I, you know, he has to quickly think of something to 
uh, uh, change her mind um, when he sees that she's upset about it. That's that's clever. I like that. That's something. Yeah, I mean this this conversation between them is probably the best that that Edward gets like mm-hmm. it's the most it feels like it has a reason to exist um like cut the whole jessica stuff out of this chapter in my opinion although i mm-hmm. guess you're stuck with not knowing um like what they're talking about since it's sort of based on the jessica conversation but um he's uh he's interesting at least i th- i think that there is a condensed version of both our chapters that would work really really well which is if bella let slip the I'm worried that I care more thing just in like passing, like on the way to class or something. Cause that's really the only nugget you need from the Jessica Bella conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's really directed at Edward who has vampire hearing powers. Right. Um, and, and like, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's amazing reading a relationship between the two most passive aggressive characters ever created, right? Like that, that's <laughs> fun. Like like them <laughs> leaving messages for each other through their like conversations they don't really care about. Like that's such a fun idea. Um, uh, um, it, there, there's a there's a retooled version of this that's like almost perfect. I think um, it's just too bad that Midnight Sun is so dedicated to following word for word in twilight's footstep steps when twilight itself structure is so all over the place it feels like um so many unnecessary scenes with characters who are not characters and that you can really only glean one important detail from which is what what bella is saying to jessica and really saying through her to edward um that stuff's fun Right, right. Um, In my chapter, I don't remember if I mentioned this in the summary, but like sort of the Midnight Sun twist that's really there for um, Bella and Edward's conversation is that um, Rosalie is also in the cafeteria and is like losing her shit completely um, because she's extremely pissed off. because it's this conversation that she realizes that Edward has told Bella that he's a vampire. Mm. So she is like cursing him and is like, you know, yelling and will like break, like Edward's having this conversation and then Rosalie like yelling in her own head will sometimes like intersperse throughout. Mm, that's kind of, and- for- Rosalie does not make an appearance at all in my chapter. That's that's funny that Bella didn't even like look over and see like yep <laughs> there's the colons over there. It would be so funny if Bella just looked around and there was just an insanely pissed off Rosalie staring at her mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole time. But I don't. Yeah, let me let me skim really quick. But I don't believe that ever comes up. No. Uh. Nope. Nope. She's completely oblivious to this. It seems yep. like. Well, Rosalie's really pissed off, and then Alice kind of like also cuts in and is like, sorry, she's mad, um, and all this stuff. And then Edward kind of thinks to himself that he um, is uh, going to be really upset if Rosalie, <laughs> like, smashes his Aston Martin. That's his favorite car. I like that Edward is basically in a group chat with the other vampires throughout every conversation with Bella. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that kind of, that's, that is one version of the way that Midnight Sun 
offers new information. It's not like insight on the conversation that is in Twilight. It's like something else is bolted on. Like he's like texting at the same time. Like, and you didn't know it. It makes it, 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 it's a fine way to express new information, I guess, but it, it does make him seem that much less inattentive to Bella in their conversations, right? Like he's he's just having multiple conversations with people in his head. Yeah, it's it sort of makes it feel like um uh, like Stephanie Meyer almost realized that there is nothing to add. Like there is no there is no meat, right? There's no um hidden information about Edward and Bella's conversation. Like they pretty much are putting it out on the table. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, what do I do? What do I add to this? And yeah. it has to be about other characters. Like, it has to be Rosalie tacked on yeah. as, like, as, like, the lore, right? The lore is this is the moment where Rosalie found out and is extremely pissed off. Um, whereas I would kill instead for a scene where, like, an independent scene where Edward goes home and has a confrontation with her. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that that's not... Because, like... There's there's this stuff mechanically about the vampires that you could do interesting stuff with, um, you know, the, the the fact that they can communicate psychically, the fact that um, uh, Edward has super hearing, you know, one of them can see the future or whatever. Like when we had that vampire council scene early on in this book, <laughs> I was like really enamored with like the possibilities, right? Um, but I will take. If the only thing we can get uh, um, about those powers is, like, perfunctory reminders that they do have them, I would <laughs> much rather I, – I will take the, like, cinema sins, like, ding, plot hole, how come he had to have this conversation with Rosalie if they could have done it uh, in their minds at the, at the moment it happened? I, I will take this, the, the, like – actual scene of them having that conversation every time over the one that like uh uh is just sort of a perfunctory display of the powers that just makes everything muddy you know what i mean like oh absolutely like like i i would much rather the story understand and pick and choose like what and when stuff is presented in the most interesting way rather than uh, it just seems like it's not finding interesting things to do with those powers. Um, I I feel like if it was like super dedicated to this like stream of consciousness, multiple conversation thing that Edward could do, it would be really fascinating. But that also means that like the ideal version of Midnight Sun that that incorporates all that stuff is like an experimental novel at that point, right? Like. And I don't yeah. think I don't think that really needs to be where Twilight is operating. Um, I don't know if I don't know if House of Leaves is the best format for. Uh, it might be. <laughs> I mean, just put be- the just put the little squares into into the original Twilight. That's a two, that's a two for one right there. <laughs> they're, they're like conversations with Rosalie are like being written in the margins sideways while the other while the normal book is happening. There you go. That's something. Um, but yeah, it's just it. It seems like it's not using that stuff in a really interesting way. Um, it, it should. They could, it could yeah. put all the like other characters' thoughts as like footnotes, like endless yeah. footnotes. That could be cool. Yeah, experimental midnight sun. <laughs> if 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 
if the reveal, if, if, if you really want to lean into like how inhuman and different Edward is, that, that would be a way to go. Right. But, but if we're not going to get that, I would just take, as you say, I would kill for the scene. That's just them confronting each other. Right. Like, him I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll get it. I think that I'm, I'm in for some, uh, chapters that are, that are Away. independent. Um, but I feel like this book is more like it's almost like Stephanie Meyer thought this had to be more on rails than it had to be, right? Because you can make anything up, right? Like, yeah, even hearing that Rosalie is mad doesn't have any momentum, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas if it was like Rosalie is in Edward's head and like saying like, I'm going to kill you. Meet me behind the gym today. <laughs> right. And then yeah. they could go fight afterward. Like there's nothing like Bella would never know about that. So why not? Yeah. Give me some scenes, please. <laughs> I, I, I am always saying what, a, what makes a story really shine is scenes. Uh, mm, you are always saying this. <laughs> the story needs some scenes. Mm-hmm. And scenes. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. It's 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 a weird way to uh, revisit a story and not really add anything to it. Um, there's one, there's one part here that I highlighted in 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 my version of the conversation that I would love to know if Edward expands on, mm-hmm. where um, he you know he talks about you know he's got his swag mode turned back on. He's talking about how. He just wants to protect her and, and how it's he, he feels like it's a full-time job watching her and making sure she doesn't get murdered by serial killers on CNN. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but there's a part where he says, um, uh, I'd rather you didn't go to Seattle by yourself. I shudder to think of the trouble you could find in a city that size. I was miffed. Phoenix is three times bigger than Seattle, just in population, in physical size. But apparently, he interrupted me, your number wasn't up in Phoenix, so I'd rather you stayed near me. What does he mean by that? Uh, he means that Cronlor the Soul Taker wasn't in Phoenix, um, whereas he is in Forks and certainly has Bella's number. Um, is the obvious answer here as I scroll to find that passage. God, they have such a long conversation back and forth about, like, were you really going to Seattle or? All, all to culminate in him saying, like, what if we didn't go to Seattle? And then, like, this logistical thing with the truck and Charlie and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It's, like, three pages. It's very um, long. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Phoenix is three times bigger than Seattle, just in population and physical size. But apparently your number wasn't up in Phoenix, I said, cutting off her justification, so I'd rather you stayed near me. She could stay forever, and it would not be long enough. I shouldn't think that way. We didn't have forever. The passing seconds counted more than they ever had before. Each second changed her while I remained untouched, physically at least. Mm. So doesn't really doesn't, doesn't really expand. Elaborate. Forgets forgets to mention Crownlor the Soul Taker. <laughs> we we have no idea what the ominous thing looming is there's gotta be something there's gotta be something i can't wait to find what the ominous looming threat is yeah it's just like i i have to imagine that it can't be anything that has been that um 
uh, like, 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 like telegraphed in my version yet, because in your version, Edward is not thinking to himself about whatever it is. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Like, like if there is a big existential threat that Bella is unaware of that has caused her number to come up, um, I would expect that any book from Edward's perspective that is written for people who have read Twilight, that he would know and be thinking about it. Um, the way that it comes across is that it the book feels like it has already justified itself with the threat being that Bella gets herself into trouble. A lot. Yeah, yeah, and she just didn't in Phoenix. I guess it's just it's because something in the air, the you know the elevation in Washington is just too much for her. Right. It's really it <laughs> yeah. creates a bizarre effect of really wanting to know what it is, but the book doesn't seem concerned. It's like, it's like, oh, you already know. You already know right. that it's just made up, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, there's already a lot of moments in this, for good and ill, that feel like the characters are becoming aware that they are in a romance novel, if that makes sense. Um, and like, 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 I mean, like the, the, the rescue in Port Angeles is the big one, right? Like, like it's, like the, the book, the book is like taking great pains to to show you a scene that you have seen in 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 like every movie ever made um but it is it is weird that it won't even give us the courtesy of like inventing a threat for the tragedy of the romance right like it mm -hmm. it, it, it it just is like oh no her you know her number's up her she's in danger um and that's and that's got to be good enough for you and it it kind of isn't unfortunately like i i would like some sort of of uh the thing to like agonize over if 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 this character that i'm supposed to love is like in danger right like it, it's just it's just not not quite filling in enough of the gaps there yeah, I mean, in some ways, mine feels a little bit, again, like uh, Twilight House of Leaves, where my assumption would be that Edward knows about something, uh, but it isn't revealed to the audience yet, right? Like, he's not going out of his way to tell the reader what the thing is, but you're going <laughs> to be, like, revealed what it is, but backwards or something. It's like Memento, right? But there's never going to be a payoff. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, God. Um, This is a really minor detail, but it is one that I was delighted by. Um, Bella, Bella has deduced that the I was going hiking and Goat Rocks thing was a lie, right? And mm -hmm. uh, she she brings it up. She's like, Oh, Charlie mentioned that that's a really bad place to hike because of all the bears you were hunting up there, weren't you? And he's like, yep. Um, and he informs Bella that this is uh, this is fine and not against the law because the laws about hunting only apply to weapons, which I <laughs> am... I have no idea if that's true or not, but it's really funny that he cares about, like, the legality of it. Like, I, I'm i dying to know if, like, Stephanie Meyer Googled this, right, to actually find out. Because I had that part with the spi the poisonous spider, where right. clearly she, like, looked it up while writing it and then just wrote it in that, like, 
Edward is like, well, actually, you don't die from the spider, but most people think you do. Um, <laughs> bears, I gasped, and he smirked. You know, bears are not in season, I added sternly to hide my shock. If you read carefully, the laws only cover hunting with weapons, he informed me. Like, there's nothing that says a dog can't play basketball, and the handbook is really what this comes... Like, I... <laughs> Is that true? If you if you kill a bear with your bare hands, is that legal? I mean, that's probably self-defense at that point, but... I, I guess if you run a deer, if you, like, if you... So, like, hitting a deer with your car on accident, not illegal. If it was determined <laughs> that you, like, chased a deer out of season with your car to run it over and then and then, you know, cook it or whatever... Surely that's illegal. It's I, probably I, like reckless driving, right? That you might get out because they were like, we don't know what to charge you with. <laughs> we don't. We don't know about this. Um, for the record, um, hunters may use any legal weapon for hunting black bear. Bait or hounds are not allowed for bear hunting, uh, and that is that is all that there is in Washington <laughs> State. Um, so I don't know. Are your bear hands legal weapons? <laughs> One might argue they are. <laughs> does does Edward does Edward have to register his like teeth as as weapons? You know, like when you know, like the, the badass thing guys always say about their muscles, like oh, I'm so strong, I have to register these babies as as as, as weapons. Does he have to do that with his mouth? Cause yeah, because he, he can bite through rocks or whatever. He can, <laughs> he's Wario. Edward is Wario. He just. <laughs> Oh my god, they all have Wario teeth. They have no, Wario they don't have teeth. fangs. They have warrior Wario teeth. <laughs> They're just chomping on stuff constantly. God damn it. Um I, I my favorite thing about this is that he even cares about the laws. Like like his his rebuttal isn't like I am a vampire. It's no no. Nothing I'm doing is illegal. It's not illegal. It's not illegal. He does There's... care about the laws a lot. They did turn over the serial killer to the authorities. <laughs> he, look, the last thing Edward wants is to be on CNN for uh, breaking uh, hunting and, and, and fishing laws. That's... <laughs> that stuff, would be so Stuff like this is infuriating. Like, it's... Uh, this is such, like, a minor, like, stupid thing. But it, I'm just, like, you just know this is supposed to be, like, a signal that he's good. Like, he follows the law, so he's good. It drives he, me nuts. He follows the law. So don't worry, even though he is, like, a thousand-year-old vampire, and he was Dexter for a while, and he can uh, bite through a bear's skull in, in, in one motion... He does care about the rule of law, which, as we know, is always good. We all we all know that is what morality is all about, is if you follow the law. <laughs> he also has a lot to say about, like, his favorite food being mountain lions. Yes. The yeah. hunting stuff in this is weird. I don't know. I don't know what is so weird to me about it, but it does it does kind of give me it, a weird feeling. It feels so... Um... Uh, similar to the car stuff, I wonder if this is a, like, um, this is either, either a tribute to or just something I, like, like Stephanie Meyer grew, grew up around, right? Because it feels so much like talking to someone who does normal hunting. Right, like big game hunting. Yeah, like he, like they're talking about seasons and the law and, like, oh, we're, we're culling predators that are too overpopulated, which, by the way, I don't think, I don't think there's ever been a 
I don't think we're in any danger of bears being over, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, overpopulated in Washington. I'm pretty sure bears are like right on the edge of being endangered. <laughs> like, right. Um, but it, but it's so concerned with the language of like real life hunting, uh, or 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 like you know real real American guy big game hunting as a hobby type stuff that I I'm just so curious if that's just what all of her research pointed her towards or whether that's an intentional like just tr- just tribute to uh, her brothers or, or her own hobbies or if it is just completely unconscious like yeah this is what hunting is hunting hunting is when you wear an orange hat and and get a shotgun that's the only that's the only thing hunting can be um, they're not vampires i honestly um the Twilight vampires aren't vampires felt like the most low hanging fruit, like lazy criticism of Twilight. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm shocked that that is like one of my biggest like <laughs> surprise points reading this, where I'm just like these just aren't vampires. Yeah, There's nothing about them that is vampire to me. <laughs> they are going out and they are hunting food to eat. Period. <laughs> the thing that makes it weird is like I. I would have no problem like if if you want to invent a crazy new version of vampire that's awesome right like I I have no no uh uh issue with that um what I don't get is the fact that these are none of these powers that are being listed much like we we talked about with the mind reading stuff nothing is being used to tell a story about those vampires um, right. The story is about Edward and Bella, and that's great. You know, it is a romance, so so that should be at the core. That's not a problem. But the powers that Edward has factor so little into the romance that it just feels weird whenever it comes up because the the way that these these facts are dropped is as if they are like. The, the, the they're the wallpaper like like they're the reminders that they are vampires but none of the powers that are being displayed that way are things that we associate culturally with vampires so it's <laughs> it's just like i have no problem with coming up with new stuff for vampires to do or a different take on vampires but it's got a matter to the story and it never has so far uh in a way that gets like weirdly frustrating sometimes. Yeah, I think, th- I mean, it's like Bella is so opposed to having any reaction to uh, any of the stuff that even something that could be like thematic or like kind of communicate um, like vampire stuff, like if it was like maybe if it didn't come across so much as regular hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, that it could be a little vampire-y and it just isn't because it's just hunting. It's if they were like hanging upside down from trees, like bats and then swooping down to like kill bears or whatever, that'd be at least be something, you know? And, and, and Bella was like, I thought hunting was when you, you know, you got, you got a tag from the, from the DMV that says I'm allowed to kill five deer or whatever. And he's like, what? That's stupid. I'm a vampire, you know? But instead, right. he's, like, very aware of what her concept of hunting is. Um, I, yeah, this, just just any opportunity to highlight a difference between the monster and the human in the story 
uh, more often than not, it comes down to an explanation that the monster is actually keenly aware of what the human culture is and uh, is just fully assimilated. So who cares, right? Like it's it 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 it. it, it it feels pointless, and I think that that makes that's what makes that criticism end up being, on honestly, like one of the strongest things I have against this, this 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 part of the story is that it's like, yeah, he's it doesn't matter that he's a vampire most of the time, right? I mean, if this was a comedy, that could work, right? If Bella just spent all this time like to, like being like, dude, you're normal. You're <laughs> right, just going yeah. hunting. <laughs> you are just a normal American white guy. Like this is <laughs> You are not a vampire. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty funny. Yeah. There's a version of it that could work, but again, that just requires those those new vampire abilities and, and, and traits and whatnot to matter somehow to the story. Um and, and they just never seem to. Right, because this is almost the eating dirt conversation, right? Where he's like, <laughs> he's so long suffering, and he's like, I must go and and drink blood, and and she could be like, I've gone hunting, so what? Yeah, yes, yes. If 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 this was her continuing to either be trying to convince herself or trying to convince him that that they're compatible, and her just being like, Yeah, I've gone hunting, you know, like that that would be very funny. Um, mm-hmm. But but it doesn't feel that intentional because it's it's Edward who brings up that actually I am following the law, so <laughs> right. I'm doing normal hunting. Right. He's not like I must go and become a monster. Yeah. <laughs> He's like mountain lion is my favorite thing to hunt. <laughs> yeah, it's put some it's... Lincoln Park in my earbuds and going and killing a mountain <laughs> going lion. Killing a big cat while listening to paper cuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just don't know what to make of of why the vampire stuff is presented the way it is. It's like you want it to be exciting, and it just isn't. Yeah, yeah, and and, and to a point that works. Like it, like Bella's very muted reaction to stuff is very funny. Um, and and I like the idea of her not caring or pretending not to care that he's a vampire. Um, but at some point, the rubber has got to hit the road, right? Like, there has to be something that makes him seem vampiric and, and her, um, like, it, 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 it needs to come across that she's, like, uh, maybe um, lying to herself a little bit about not being worried about this. Some, some, and something, anything like that. Um, but it's, it's been going on for so long now, I'm worrying, like... I'm like checking my watch and like checking the page count. Like, is there time to address this yet? Like, <laughs> we're almost to the ominous looming threat that I'm sure will escalate to an exciting <laughs> climax of the novel. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just uh, I I would like I would like the vampire part to matter in the vampire book. In the vampire novel i I find that important i would like the vampire stuff to matter to the story Mm, yeah i'll take that under consideration (laughs) stephanie meyer if you're listening (laughs) um is there anything else from your chapter that's uh that that feels important to go over here gosh not really honestly this one felt like um it didn't need to exist and she felt like (laughs) she was obligated to put it in (laughs) well speaking of obligations then let's Mm -hmm. calculate some boyfriend points 
Yeah, I think this is going to be a good week for Edward. Edward kind of turned his swag on a little bit here, I, I yeah. have to say. Yeah, so, that's kind of all he did, which is great. <laughs> yeah, g- g- great for him. Um, um, you know, may- maybe not great for the readers, but but for in terms of boyfriend points, uh, he might he might be looking at a at a positive uh, uh, uptick this week. Okay, last week. Edward ended uh, uh, losing just 10 points overall to be sitting at negative 570. Um, so he's, he, you know, he made, made up a lot of ground the week before and then kind of stalled last week. But what do we have this week? What's, what's, what's number one with a bullet for you on, uh, on, on, on boyfriend points? Sure. Um, how do we feel about a boyfriend who watches CNN? <laughs> staying up with the news keeping up with the news finding um, out about current events yeah i i guess that the, i guess my 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 decision on this is split between i think it's good when someone is 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 keeping up with current events i don't know if cnn would be my first choice for a significant other's uh uh source of news unless maybe he's hunting chris saliza <laughs> That's what I do. I like to play a little game where I try to pick out his headlines without without reading them. <laughs> which which one did Chris Lizzo write? Yeah, I look for the most epic headline. It's it's a really um, fun game I like to play. Um, yeah, my secret I, is out. I I I'll, I will be kind to to Edward, and I will. I will say positive on this. I, I will ignore the fact that it's CNN, and I will just say that, like, look, it's, it's good to stay informed. How informed could he be when he just says political kidnapping in the Middle East? That, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. He, this, he... this looks like politics to me, <laughs> I say as I watch CNN. <laughs> Tuning out. He's Yeah, I guess he's really only looking at the true crime news and not, like, paying attention to, like, global events or anything. So maybe he's not actually that informed. <laughs> might be a net zero to mm, me but yeah, i just thought it was funny yeah mm. um well okay so let's do let, let's make it a net zero let's say plus plus 10 staying informed yep uh minus 10 staying informed through cnn <laughs> perfect Okay, so sorry, Edward. Net net zero on that one. Uh, what about showing up early to drive Bella to school? That's kind of a swaggy move. It's pretty swaggy. It's also kind of awkward, but yeah. Um, I don't know. He's a he's an eternal high schooler, so I'll give him swag points for that. He's he's so I I think there's there's an important detail here is that he went to Bella's house to pick her up. Uh, he opens the door for her. He's at the heater running, which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. It's a cold morning. That's that's one of the details we get at the very beginning. Um, and there's a moment where he says, uh, do you want to ride with me to school? And he, it, Bella notes that it does sound like a genuine question this time. Oh, okay. Um, and not... Uh, and, and, you know, he's not forcing her into his car again. So this feels like maybe an unspoken mea culpa on his part perhaps some personal growth from Edward. personal growth from edward i so i i'm inclined to give him some positive points on this one he did he did a cool guy gesture by showing up to take her to school but he also uh you know he gave her an out he, he didn't demand that she get in the car 
Sounds good to me. Yeah. What? what so what? What do we think? Is that like a plus? I mean, it's not. It's not the biggest deal in the world, but it's nice. Do you think Edward has driving gloves? Ooh. Yeah. He must, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I see him getting like not 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 like fancy guy driving gloves. I think <laughs> he has like like uh like a branded motorsports glove you know what i mean like he's a he's that kind of driving glove guy i don't think they even let you drive an aston martin if you don't have driving gloves oh that's a good point if it is the if it's the aston martin it's uh it's got to be like a you know like a like a brown leather driving glove that's a good point mm-hmm. that's i mean yeah he, he's swaggy he's he's turning it on he's turning the charm on this week he's showing yeah, there's, off there's sort of some implied driving gloves here yeah implied driving gloves okay so what, what do we give him for the for the car stunt what do we give him for the car stunt here i don't know like like 40 points i don't okay. think it's a 50 but yeah it's pretty good yeah plus 40 all right uh, plus 40 for car moves. Okay. There's a moment before Bella goes to talk to Jessica where Bella says she's going to ask me if we're dating and she's going to ask uh, what happened last uh, last night. And what do I tell her? And Edward says, well, yes, you can tell her we're dating. If you're okay with that. And I thought that was kind of a cool guy move as well. That's a super cool guy move. That felt pretty cool. Let me find the exact dialogue there. He he kinda he kinda nailed this one. Uh yikes, what should I say? I tried to keep my expression very innocent. People were passing us on the way to class, probably staring, but I was barely aware of them. Hmm. He paused to catch a stray lock of hair that was escaping the twist on my neck and wound it back into place. Okay, also pretty swaggy. Wow, wow. Uh, my heart spluttered hyperactively. I suppose you could say yes to the first, if you don't mind. It's easier than any other explanation. Uh, I don't mind, I said in a faint voice. Uh, so yeah, he he dominated with that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, Slam that was dunk, slam Easy. dunk. Easy points on that one. Um, what do we what do we give him for that? That seems like a fifty to me. Yeah, I mean that's a big one. They're they're dating now. Yeah. Ooh, that's a point. May that might deserve a hundred, honestly. Yeah, they're going steady. He they're he an item. he turned on cool guy mode to confirm that they are in fact dating. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's like the biggest. That's the biggest romantic moment in a teenager's life. So yeah, that's a hundred. That's the biggest dub he's gotten in a long time. I think. Mm-hmm, I think so too. Plus 100 for cool guy confirming they are dating. Okay. Yeah, good on Edward. That was that's a that's a that's a swaggy move. Um Okay. Uh I don't have any more Edward behavior for a little bit. This is kind of your section, I think. What what uh, so him eavesdropping on 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 Jessica and 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 Mike and so on. What is what is what does Edward get us here? Um honestly, I'm sort of net zero about this because he okay. has because it's really it's really a lot of Jessica. Uh, and the most I can say for Edward's reaction is like his his shock at at Bella um, not understanding how um, how long suffering and <laughs> and such that he is. Um, 
but it's sort of a more of the same. I do, um, although I think that that's net zero, I want to either give or take away points for him trying to get Angela a gift. Oh, yeah. We're, we're <laughs> um, if we are calculating boyfriend points, uh, we, so, so let's imagine a hypothetical scenario. You are dating Edward. Okay. Um, in in this scenario, um, he's just told you that you're you, that you are in fact dating. You're telling your friend that, and you then run into him giving another girl a Lego set or something, <laughs> and and you're like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "No, no, I'm actually giving her this because of what a good friend she is to you, actually." Um, which we know in this case is true, but would you believe that in the moment? <laughs> it's like breakup worthy because <laughs> right because there's no good. It's like either weird or a lie. Right, exactly. There is no there if if you are Bella in this situation, even if this is a total comedy of errors, and Edward is completely <laughs> uh, uh, telling the truth when he says like, no, no, this is this is just because. Uh, you know, I, I, I got her, I got her the, this bionicle because, um, she's, because she, I, I think it's just great that she's been so kind to you as a friend. Um, that sounds like bullshit. And also you just, you just got the moves put on you five minutes prior that this, this, this would, yeah, this is, this isn't good. This isn't it's also, a good look. It's like, it sounds like a lie and it's also so like patronizing right because because really edward is like thank you for looking after my girlfriend yeah that sucks dude yeah there's no there's no good way out of this one for edward i think like it's like thinking about him as a vampire who is a you know 100 years (laughs) old and, and and doesn't understand human relationships i i think it's kind of funny and cute but if we're awarding boyfriend points and i'm thinking from bella's perspective here there's just there's no way she's buying that right like um if i were bella this is what i would say to him i I would say edward this better be a fucking weirdo vampire thing (laughs) you tell me this is a weirdo vampire (laughs) thing right now this is one of your fucking weird vampire things right now (laughs) (laughs) okay uh what like minus 20 minus 10 what 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 oh okay minus 10 because he didn't do it okay yeah he just thought about it that's he true. just he just read her mind on purpose to try to come up with a bobble uh to give her minus but 10 he for his yeah. bobble behavior <laughs> uh <laughs> um Okay, so now we're getting into the really meaty part, which is their mm-hmm. conversation at lunch, the the uh the Christoph they have here. Yeah. Um is he he, he I guess we're going to have to break this one down fairly individually because he like the the overarching premise of the, this conversation is very silly, but both of them are taking part in it. So I can't put all the blame on Edward for this stuff. Right. Um and he does kind of, you know, have some good moves in this thing, but he also says some insane stuff. So, so what, what, <laughs> what's, what are you thinking? 
Well, is it what is there something that's like immediate, just like 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 left out to you, like this needs to be addressed in this conversation? Um, he did take a bite of an apple that he knows he's gonna have to throw up later to impress, yeah, that's nasty. impress Bella. <laughs> that's nasty. Um, although it is kind of cute in a weird way. That's a that's a weird again. That's a tell me this is a weird vampire thing. Yeah, like yeah, he, he a little wants nasty, to- a little cute. He wants to impress her so bad that he eats something, which he can't do physically because he is a vampire. I, um, I will say also, he does say choke it up, which is a okay. little gross. It's a little less gross than throwing up because he probably doesn't have like bile, bile. And yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming the ecosystem in there is a little different. So it might just literally be like, Bleh, like this piece of the apple comes back. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, so I guess this really comes like like we I think we might have to set aside our uh, <laughs> visceral reactions to this and judge it purely based on do we think it's cool that he tried to impress her that, that he kind of took one for the team here to to impress her or if that's lame. I mean, I think it's cute only because it's like he has no doesn't know how to impress someone, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think he, that's cute. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a plus 10. Plus plus 10 uh, apple shenanigans. Well, yeah, and the apple's on the cover of the book, so... Oh, thematic tie-in. Mm-hmm. It's, sim- it's symbolic. Uh, okay. Oh, I took a bite of the forbidden fruit, but I'll have to choke it up later. <laughs> I've got minus 10 for bauble behavior and plus 10 for apple antics. This is a very... <laughs> Sing song boyfriend points list yeah, I have going. I like here. it. Um, he dazzles her. Are we pro or anti dazzle maneuver? Uh, oh, I am pro dazzle. Pro dazzle. You want to get dazzled? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's cool. He he can turn on the dazzle button. Um, okay. What 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 do we what do we get for dazzling? Ten points? Because that's just a thing he can do, right? Like that seems seems like just one of his stock moves almost. <laughs> Yes, but he's also like, it, like he's pleased, right? It's not just a given when he, mm. when she says that she's dazzled, he's like delighted by it. Oh, like, okay. oh so he's she's not dazzled. He's not doing it intentionally. He's not okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because he does have like his vampire charm, but like he's still it's it feels less manipulative, right? Like he's still like genuinely. Oh, okay. I guess I dazzled her. That's yeah, kinda nice. That's kind of nice. That's cute. I want to give this like a 25. Okay. Plus 25. Uh, Dazzling demeanor. Okay. Uh, I wonder how long I can keep this up for. (laughs) Um, uh, What's another one he does here? Um, Oh, okay. So they're having this contest about getting up on the cross for each other here. Um, Yeah. Who... Who is who is the most persecuted person in the relationship? Mm-hmm. And at first, I kind of think about this, and I'm like, mm, like it's a little weird to to say, like, oh, actually, I I care the most in the relationship. Mm. But that is literally the gauntlet that Bella threw down while talking to Jessica. So. Uh, maybe it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm. Jury's out on this. What do you think? Hmm, that's an interesting one. Um, 
I want to say that I understand why he would think that because he's like a hundred years old. <laughs> right. So I think he's being honest that he thinks that, right? Yeah. That he cares the most and is the most persecuted. Um, yeah. I just, I, like the, the way I'm thinking about it is like, I think that the true, the true swaggy move here would have been to say like, oh, I, I care just as much as you do. Right. Because we love each other equally. Um, but him him kind of throwing it back at her, maybe there's a little bit of, like, edge to the... I, I don't know. That's don't their know. dynamic, though. That's what exactly. she wants. They, li- they yes. both live for drama. They just want to have this escalating thing back and forth. So I think that that's, like, perfect boyfriend points, especially for Bella. For Bella, from Bella's perspective, yeah, this is just him playing the game that she is challenging him to, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Okay, um, what are we giving for that? This is like a, that's that's not that's not like huge or anything. It's like a, t- a ten pointer. Yeah, think? I think so. Plus ten. How can I make this alliterative? Um, uh, 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 persecution. P- party. Part persecution party. <laughs> Perfect. Um Okay. Uh what else is there? The hunting? Does he get uh, the hunting conversation's weird. I think I think he kind of steered things in the wrong direction there. Yeah, it's just it's just some it's just some weirdness. I, I don't really have like a pro or a negative. Okay. I don't You'll... I don't like that he hunts mountain lions. <laughs> I think it's weird. And then he also has this thing that he says about how, like, he says in Fancy Guy Talk, you are what you eat. Because he's like, actually, I'm more like a lion. (laughs) That is insanely lame. It's Uh, super lame. Yeah, that's just really lame. Um, He's got, okay. (laughs) I mean, like, not not a catastrophe. He's not watching your sleep or anything. Um, But... He's uh, got such a... a bad line, too. More like the lion, or so they tell me. Perhaps our preferences are indicative. Mm, you know oh, how... you are what you eat, Edward? <laughs> Is that what you meant? Do you know how... A, 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 he, dangerous move. Because you, know, uh, you know what Bella could have done there? To just, like, turn the conversation around completely? Mm-hmm. Just say, who's they? <laughs> just, get, just get jealous about it. Oh. Just get jealous about it. Who's they? Who are Who's they? they, Edward? And then he Who's has that, to, that... oh, and then it's like lame because he either has to say who it is or he's like, actually, no one says that. I'm just being really <laughs> lame. <laughs> yeah. Who, who Who's they? Is that why you're giving Angela the bionicle? Is that? Is that, is that what... <laughs> Did Angela tell you that? Did Angela tell you that? Yes. Yeah, fuck. That was dangerous on his part. Bella could have absolutely just, just rocked his world with that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunate. Okay. Minus 10, uh, I think, on that. Uh, lame lion. Lame lion line. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Is there anything else or shall we calculate? Oh, let's calculate. I think that's pretty good. Okay. So he was at negative 170 prior to this. Hmm. He has gained 10, 110, 120. 
145, 155. Okay, so he's gained 155. Um, and now let's see what he's lost. Uh, I am very stupid, so I'm opening the calculator app. Uh, give me one moment. Uh, so minus 570 plus 155 minus 10 minus 10 minus 10. He is at negative 445. He's gained some ground. Wait, what was he at before? Negative 570. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he's he's gaining ground. If he if he can do a couple more cool guy moves, uh, like like his uh his dating announcement, uh, he he he, <laughs> as we keep saying, he's almost at zero. So. That's going to be huge. That's going to be huge. When he gets to zero, we're throwing him a pizza party, I feel like. Like, that's a, that's a, that's going to be a big day for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, and obviously when he reveals what the ominous looming threat is and it kind of, like, makes all his behavior make sense, that'll be at least 500 points. <laughs> He's, we're banking on, like, it all making sense at some point. He's, Once he, it all makes sense, he'll be in the clear. It all comes together when Kralnor gets revealed. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, in that case, I think it's time for us to take a little break. What do you say? Sounds good. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We are in the middle of reading Twilight, and we have not uh, taken a gander at some of the Twilight-adjacent stuff yet the way that we did with Harry Potter when we were reading that series. Um, So I thought it would be fun this week to go through these Goodreads lists that I found uh, of Twilight ripoffs, uh, so deemed by the community, of course. And, you know, similar to, <laughs> we, we stumbled upon, um, uh, uh, a rich vein of Maximum Ride fans, it feels like, um, when, when, when you brought that up. Uh-huh. And I would love to know, uh, if any of the ones we mentioned here are ones that you read, or that, uh, anyone in the audience read, I don't recognize most of these, but the, some of them just have, like, fun titles that I want to check out more about. But uh, let's 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 take a dive, shall we, into the world of Twilight-adjacent supernatural fiction. Absolutely. Number one here on this list uh, is Evermore in the Immortals franchise. Immortals franchise. Were you, you were you ever aware of the Immortals franchise? It sounds so familiar, but it might just because it's called the Immortals, right? Like, no way that just doesn't sound familiar to most yeah. people. Uh, Evermore, after a horrible accident claims the lives of her family, 16-year-old Ever Bloom can see people's auras, hear their thoughts, and know someone's entire life story by touching them. Me too. Going... <laughs> Going out of her way to avoid human contact to suppress her abilities, she has been branded a freak at her new high school, but everything changes when she meets Damon August. 
Damon is gorgeous, exotic, and wealthy. I don't love that description. <laughs> um, <laughs> he is the only one who can silence the noise and random energy in her head. So this is like reverse Twilight. Reverse Twilight, the immortals. She's she's got the powers, uh, and and he's the one who uh, can't. She can't figure out with her with her powers. These are like Goodreads shelves, right? So it's just like what yes. people have tagged stuff as. Yeah. I I always get curious if it's like, is it a Twilight ripoff because it it like some of the plot stuff is the same, like you're like you're saying, like a reverse Twilight, or is it mm-hmm. a Twilight ripoff like the relationship dynamics? Like what part? Yeah, I, I I think the running theme with these is going to be that they're all supernatural like romances, and that's maybe like really the only element that 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 people like. I I I don't believe that all of these are actually ripoffs. To be clear, right? right? Like like I I have not read these. I have no way to judge them. But like I I guess this is like a handy rule of like there's, it's it's a good measuring stick for like what the temperature around Twilight was right in like the wake of it yeah Um, because it was funny post harry potter everyone was writing uh their big like magical epics right and 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 wanting to kind of uh, uh, uh replicate that success and what i find interesting about these is that they seem to be similar to how twilight found like huge success in a in a slightly smaller market these are similarly like people tapping into that smaller vein, right? Like, like, oh, I can do that, right? Um, I can write the paranormal romance. Yeah, yeah, and, and again, like, not a, not a judgment of the impulse. Just a, it's a, it's like a slightly different wave of of influence, right? Yeah. Um, all of the reviews of this book are like one star. Oh no, Everbloom. Uh, Everbloom is not. Uh, people are not. Uh, loving this, it sounds like. Um, one star. How to write popular YA supernatural literature and defile your spirit. Wow, okay, that's quite a... That's intense. Uh, an intense accusation. I guess this got a CW show. Uh, or something. Maybe that's why it sounds familiar? Maybe? Yeah. I think if it can defile your spirit, then it... it like, if fiction can do that, then it's gotta be pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that it's tapping into something at that point, right? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Kiki rated it one star and recommends it for douchebags. Recommended to Kiki by a douchebag. Darn. Uh, uh, have you ever heard of mini pop kids? You know, those 13-year-olds who fit 24 covers of mega hit songs onto two CDs and pedal them on her horrifyingly gaudy adverts between adverts of Scooby-Doo on Teletoon Retro. I no, gotta I be honest say. with you, Kiki. I don't. <laughs> I can't say I do. Kiki, I'm so sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're talking about that's what I, or, or uh, Kids Bop? That sounds like for, foreign Kids Bop is what's being described to me here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so people do not like this book, it seems like. Why? Because uh, uh, it's like Kids Bop? Uh, well, it seems like people are saying, honestly, similar, I, so I cannot judge this book, right? I've, I've not read it, but, uh, everything I'm just reading, skimming these reviews here are people, people saying that it's, it's, it's fucked up and that it's 
not a good model for a relationship, which this almost seems like, um, like stuff that's doing similar stuff that Twilight did, just getting like the full double barrel shotgun blast <laughs> of that redirected at them. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Right. Like, like I'm sure that these are genuine criticisms, but it is, it it's, I, I think that like when something big is too popular to be uh, uh, affected by that criticism, right? Mm -hmm. Then the next thing down is going to get it much worse, right? Like annihilated. Yeah, like 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 if you if you are coming in unaware that people are unhappy with a with like a, a trope in in Twilight and you're doing the same thing, like you are, you are just going to be absolutely obliterated by the same like by the same criticisms. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, all right, number two on the list, Fallen, in the Fallen series. <laughs> oh, so recognizable. You gotta say, you gotta admit, Maximum Ride really has that going for it. Maximum, Maximum Ride, Ride the Angel great, Experiment. That's a great fucking title, Maximum Ride. Yeah. Is, yeah, Fallen is just like, you know, there's so many. Immortals and Fallen, these these are just words you tap on. These are like the subtitles in, you know, a different, these are like expansion packs to another game. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's something achingly familiar about Daniel Grigori, mysterious and alone. He, aloof. He captured loose price's attention from the moment. She sees him on her first day at the sword and cross boarding school in sultry Savannah, Georgia. He's the one bright spot in a place where cell phones are forbidden. The others, the other students are all screw ups, and security cameras watch every move. Even cell phones Daniel are wants, forbidden. Cell phones are forbidden at this Catholic school. So, kind of got the boarding school part in there too. The same reviewers are here. Oh. Uh, this is interesting. Kiki is back. Okay. To rate this one one star and recommend it to the nostalgic elderly. Okay, so this the, the these lists are are like maintained by people who have reviewed all these, I guess, and and are uh, 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 cataloging. This is very helpful. Thank you to Kiki and thank you to Cat, uh, who is also uh, a, a reviewer I recognize here. Hmm. People don't like this one either. A lot of one stars on this one. Darn! Poor, damn it! Why? Poor Grigori. Uh, yeah, the people, people, this one doesn't sound great. It sounds like, uh, kind of the same, same problems here. Um, and, uh, this one sounds like it might be a little racist. So, I mean, so, same sort of problems. like Twilight. Sort of like Twilight, I guess. So, <laughs> whoopsie daisy. Um, Fallen. When was this published? I feel like, I feel like the Twilight chase might have been less fruitful than the harry potter chase if that makes sense yeah like, there were a lot of harry potter like well-liked harry potter adjacent stuff yeah and and this kind of this definitely became its own little cottage industry but i think like like twilight is already got, got less of a cultural foothold than harry potter and I think the stuff that, that that followed in its footsteps this closely just in in turn just were kind of exponentially less, you know, more forgotten 
just just as easily, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I I I I don't think I'm trying to think. Can you think of any like like Beastly, that one that's famous for having the really hilarious movie, right? That I mean, like that one got a movie, right? But like, I don't think many more of these. Like, like was Vampire Diaries the most successful thing? And that one doesn't even really count because the book came first. Yeah, so. it did. No, but, like, I can't think of any. Of any of any of like the Twilight adjacent stuff that it was really just Twilight that that that, or I guess Fifty Shades if that counts. But that that again just feels like something like like it is based on twilight but it's not like a supernatural romance right it's 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 in fact it's in fact recognizing what we have been talking about reading the book and 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 noticing that the vampire part really doesn't matter to right to twilight yeah i'll have to think about this because i i sort of feel like a bunch of movies of that genre came out but i can't name a single one what about my blood approves <laughs> Now that's a good. That's a good title. That's a great fucking title. That's way better than Fallen or Immortal. Mm-hmm. Uh, my blood approves. Teenager Alice Bonham's life feels crazy after she meets Jack. <laughs> uh, with his fondness for Pink Chuck Taylors and New Wave, he's unlike anyone she knows. Oh, you've never met anyone who's a little too obsessed with eighties stuff, <laughs> Alice. <laughs> Uh, then she meets his brother, Peter. Even though she can't stand, stand the sight of him, she's drawn to him. Falling for two guys isn't the worst of her problem. Jack and Peter are vampires! And Alice finds herself caught between love and her own blood. This sounds excellent. So, this is Lost Boys plus Twilight, is what it sounds like. Great. The eight, they're 80s vampires. Uh, the first, the top question on Goodreads is, this gives me Vampire Diaries vibes, is it? Yes, at the start, I would completely agree with you. While reading this, I did get the whole Vampire Diaries vibe, as it is about two brothers that are vampires, but as the book continues, the storyline is completely different from the Vampire Diaries. It's just got vampire brothers in common. That's fine. That's normal. Uh, there's a one-star rating here, one of the worst books ever, 20 negative stars. Uh, I can confidentially say I finally encountered a book which can make Cassandra Clare's, Stephanie Meyer's, and Mary Lou's novels look like decent literature. Bam! Boom! I don't, I've never read any Mary Lou or Cassandra Clare. Yes, you have. Oh, yes, I have. (laughs) 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 Yes, I have. You're right. (laughs) <laughs> that's uh what's that one called that's got a title like immortal uh, and fallen that's mortal instruments t- mortal instruments yes right wait no more is mortal and in- okay yeah i was about to say mortal instruments is the one about the like the steampunk cities that walk around but that's mortal engines i think right yeah yeah yes mortal instrument okay so yes <laughs> uh so you ask what has gone wrong in this book let me think about it. Where should I begin? Okay, whoa, they have written a long review here. Boy, nobody likes these. I These are all relatively recent reviews that are floating to the top here. Um this one's from this review's from 2017. A couple of those other ones were from 2020 um for the previous books. And I'm curious these are people reevaluating these books similar to us, I think. Um and Interesting. I, I wonder, 
I want to, I wish I could sort, I, I want to see like reviews from the time uh, and see like, you know, wh whether, whether the reactions were always like this or whether people, people did buy in at one point and then kind of fell off as they, you know, got a different critical perspective. Um, <laughs> I'm noticing a tag in a lot of these that I'd never seen before. Have you ever heard this term before to describe a book as lady written, one word. Lady written. Lady written. No. To say that the author is Ladies a woman. Ladies things. <laughs> I only like lady written books. That's a mm -hmm. uh, huh. I've never I've never heard that before, but but a few people have tagged this one as lady written. Okay, let's see. A review from 2010. I like this book. Three stars. I enjoyed the storyline and the characters, and although not completely unique, the author managed to bring the story to some interesting places. Before I got the book, the author was awesome. She told me that she wouldn't promise it would be mistake-free, and it what? What? <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Hold on. <laughs> Wait a second. But most of it wasn't that obvious to me. There were a few errors grammatical, uh, grammatically wise that I wouldn't have noticed much if I hadn't been aware, and there were some. The main thing that bothered me were parts that I feel didn't quite flow or match up. Sometimes I feel like I had missed some detail somewhere, but it wasn't often, and for the most part, it didn't bug me too much. Okay, so... Is this the editor? Did the, yeah. ed did the editor just make a Goodreads review? Before I got the book, the author was awesome. She told me that she wouldn't <laughs> promise me that it would be mistake-free. What? what is going on? That... <laughs> Is this Wattpad? Yeah, who... Maybe this is a... Yeah, oh, I wonder if it's something like that. If this is a book that made the jump from Wattpad or like a fanfiction.net original to uh, to a published book. That's interesting. Someone else from, from the year that it was published, or, or, or closer to the year it was published, says, What do you get when you pair absolutely atrocious writing, self-editing, and stolen plot lines? This book. Damn. Self-editing. Self-editing. Author promised there wouldn't be very many mistakes. I'm fascinated. No, wouldn't promise that it would be oh, mistake. Oh, wouldn't. She, she, is like, she handed the book and was like, I can't look. I can't promise you that this is not going to have mistakes in it. That is also what I would say to an editor. <laughs> That's where you come in. That's where you come in. <laughs> hey, I... <laughs> <laughs> Look, I am making no promises here, but, uh, you know. Okay, so this is, okay, so Amanda Hawking is the author here, and she has uh, continued to write many, many books, it looks like, um, with a new one coming out next week. Wow, okay. Great. Yeah, I would I would love to know why. why I wonder why if I'm... it'll have mistakes. <laughs> I, look, I can't. I would love to put out a blog post before my book came out. It's just like, all right, I know you're all excited. Listen, <laughs> I, I can't promise that this story is going to be any good, but here it goes. <laughs> all right. Uh, what about Vampire Crush by A.M. Robinson? Never heard of it. What about Vampire Kisses by Ellen Schreiber? Ooh, that's a new one, too. Vampire Kisses, Vampire Crushes. Uh, I swear my life was always totally normal. Normal house, normal family, normal school. My looks are average. I don't have any superpowers. No one's showing up to tell me I'm a princess. You get the picture. But when my junior year started, something not normal happened. This is not normal. 
<laughs> there were new kids at school, new kids with a wardrobe straight out of a 19th century romance novel and an inexplicable desire to stay at school until sundown. And on top of that, James Hallowell showed up. James, who stole my sandwiches in fourth grade. <laughs> what? You asshole, James. Uh, James, who now seems to have the power to make my heart race at any time he comes near me. But something weird is going on because James rarely goes out during the day. I wonder what I, what do you think is going on with James, by the way? I just couldn't even take a guess. Well, he's not, probably not going to be stealing your sandwiches anymore, at least. No, so. probably not. Uh, he seems stronger than your typical. Well, oh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> he seems stronger than your typical guy. Did this one borrow some Twilight powers? I guess so. Vampires never have super strength, right? That's new. That's like a. That's a Twilight original. That... I mean, the Vampire Diaries have super strength. And that was before oh, Twilight. I guess, yeah, you're right. They do have super strength in that. Okay. Does Dracula have super strength? No, I don't believe... He can climb up walls, but that's about it. Um, he can oh. tr tr turn into mist. He did, but he really doesn't <laughs> he have can, super strength. He can put I, Apparently, this stuff. is what I think is vampire. I think that they're super strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vampire Kisses, on the other hand, that was Vampire Crush, in her small town dubbed Dullsville. Damn. Okay. Wow. Uh, 16-year-old Raven is a vampire-crazed goth girl, but not for long. <laughs> <laughs> the intrigued and rumored-to-be-haunted mansion on top of Benson Hill has stood vacant and boarded up for years. That is, until its mysteriously strange new occupants move in. Who are these creepy people? Especially the handsome, dark, and elusive Alexander Sterling. Or rather... What are they? Could the town is, prattle actually this, ring true? Who is this creepy, handsome man named Alex Sterling? This creepy, handsome, elusive Alexander Sterling. Are they vampires? Raven, who secretly covets a vampire's kiss, both at the risk of her own mortality and Alexander's loving trust, is dying to out uncover the truth. Is the twist that they aren't vampires? Oh, I wonder. Well, if his name's Sterling, maybe he's a werewolf. You know, like silver. Yeah. Uh, or a vampire hunter. Or a Ooh, yeah, he's like a Van Helsing type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like the premise of this one being... This is like Turbo Bella, right? Like, not only... It's not that she's disinterested in the fact that he's a vampire. Uh, she hopes that he is. She mm -hmm. wants a vampire to kiss. That's kind of cute. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Well, here you go. This is a good start to a review here. Two stars. This is going to be a mostly a rant, just warning you. With a title like Vampire Kisses, I, the reader, would assume that A, this book has vampires in it. B, it is a romance novel with kissing. C, oh my God. whoever our main character is, he or she is kissing a vampire. <laughs> I would assume that. While some of these are true, they might Which... even all be true to a point. Okay, hold on. Okay. Wait. Now, <laughs> banger opening that you are now walking back here uh reviewer uh but not in the way i had expected or wanted really we don't know our guy is a vampire until pretty much the last page you might assume it or think it but the author does her part to make it seem like it's just a ruse it's stupid my brain feels smushy from reading this that sounds fascinating the main character like, i'm sure is it's not but <laughs> Yeah, this sounds kind of awesome. Listen to this part. The main character's name is Raven. She is so tragically emo, it's sad. From her black lipstick to her black fingernails and combat boots, pretty much everything about her drives me insane. 
Is this a parody novel? Not because she is a goth. No, it's her character. She is stupid. And the way she is written, it's acts, she acts like she is better than, quote, normal people. She is a snob. Okay. Sounds great. Sounds like a good book. Aren't characters supposed to have flaws, reviewer? <laughs> I, the, 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 I'm curious, like you asked, like, whether this is a parody novel. I can't tell. The town is called Dullsville, apparently, which sounds like a joke, but also it's in quotes. So maybe that's what she calls the town. Right. If anyone's read Vampire Kisses, uh, uh, let, let us know. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? Love is Hell uh, is on this list of Twilight ripoffs. Oh, and so is Cassandra Clare's uh, The Infernal Devices and the Mortal Instruments. Oh, I I feel like those really, of all of these, generated their own fan bases. Yeah, th- I mean, those, I think those... See, the ones that took off in, like, the wake of Twilight and kind of achieved Twilight-level success were things that were, like, uh, like, I, I see the, like, the Hunger Games-adjacent stuff a lot more, right? And that's yeah. kind of what those read as to me, um, where it's, like, the combination of, like, the, the supernatural romance, but with, like, a, uh... Uh, more of a like uh, world building focus. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, 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 like. You know, uh, Hunger Games. I don't think, at least, is a isn't isn't supernatural, but it is like uh, hitting similar romance beats. Um, uh, and but has a bigger bigger focus on like fleshing out the world and like the Cassandra Clare stuff. I sort of assumed was the same because they're all called like City of Bones and crows and 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 shit like that right so yeah yeah um i don't know if i count that i don't know if that 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 feels hunger games to me um love is hell though by melissa marr let's take a look at this one yeah uh sure love is hell but (laughs) hold on i need to send you how this is how this is written this is like the official blurb on uh, sure love is hell, but it's totally worth it. But instead of an apostrophe, there's a comma in it's. <laughs> oh, this is a short story collection. Okay. Uh, a, a, sto- a short story collection cannot be a Twilight ripoff. Yeah. Sorry. yeah it just can't this, be. This there's is, no way. This is just a little, this is just a little taste of, of supernatural romance. I feel like, like it being romance, romantic or supernatural doesn't automatically make it in Twilight's wheelhouse. I don't, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. It's a very specific thing that Twilight was doing. I think that, and, and I think the things that are closer, like fallen, and immortal definitely sounded like they were closer, right? Where it's got the school set up and the and and like kind of the um, the direct references to like classics. Um, but 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 it just just having a vampire in it or something that doesn't it's not Twilight, I don't think. That's that, that's no. that's different. Oh, you know who is on this list? Mm. You know her, you love her. Colleen Hoax, The Tiger's Curse is yes. on here. Yes, yes. Uh, a book we Honestly, read. Honestly, yeah, that's a, tw- that's a Twilight. That's a Twilight. For sure. Absolutely, 100%. that's a Twilight. Yeah. Uh, Fifty Shades. Of- Come on, you can't put Fifty Shades on here. Like, that's... <laughs> we, we know that that one is Twilight-related. 
Uh, we've got After. Do you do you agree that After is a Twilight? Yep, hundred percent. I mean, honestly, it's it's a Fifty Shades, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think it's a Twilight. Yeah, I guess that's true because because Fifty Shades does borrow. Fifty Shades, kind of like what we were talking about. It's like it's like stripping the supernatural stuff out of Twilight, and isn't that much different because of it, right? Because it doesn't matter that much in Twilight. So I guess, I guess stuff that is Fifty Shades is just going to naturally feel like a Twilight because it's it is the fantasy of romancing the mysterious possessive guy. Yeah, and it just and it just adds in Harry Styles for some reason. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I guess that might as well be supernatural, right? If you're dating a celeb, <laughs> like. <laughs> I still, I still can't fucking believe that. The after thing just kills me. <laughs> it was, it was one thing, it was one thing to, like, have a fan fiction of Twilight and publish it, like, with the names changed, mm-hmm. but the Harry Styles fan fiction becoming a published <laughs> book and then a movie just honestly kills me. Having to change the names because they are real people is Because very it's funny. Harry Styles. Because it's Harry- You wrote a whole-ass novel about Harry Styles, like, like left a used condom at the wedding that he fucked you at, or whatever. Right! Like, insane! Fucking insane shit! I- It just pops into my head sometimes. I <laughs> that entire book it's like 700 pages long except i read the harry styles version on wattpad we went to the movie we did (laughs) that's a twilight that is a twilight yes uh yes after is absolutely a twilight um any others leaping out at me here? Blue Bloods. I thought that was a cop show. I guess there's a different Blue Bloods. Uh, wait, Elixir by Hillary Duff? Excuse me? What? Clay what kind of Raymond has yeah. felt the glare of the spotlight her entire life. The daughter of a renowned surgeon and a prominent DC politician, she has grown to be a talented photojournalist who takes refuge in a career that allows her to travel to the most exotic parts of the world. But after Clay's father, it's Clay, Clea, Clea, it's C-L-E-A. How would you say that? Clea? I am Clea. Clea's father disappears on a humanitarian mission. Clea's photos begin to feature eerie, shadowy images of a strange and beautiful man, a man she has never seen before. (laughs) When fate brings Clea and this man together, she is stunned by the immediate and powerful connection she feels with him. As they grow closer, they are drawn deep into the mystery behind her father's disappearance. And they discover the centuries-old truth behind their intense bond, torn by a dangerous love triangle and haunted by a powerful secret that holds their fates together, they race against time to unravel their past in order to save their lives and their futures. Wow, thank you, Hillary. Hillary Duff wrote a YA novel. Hmm. Uh, wow, okay. It's the debut young adult novel co-written by American entertainer Hillary Duff with Elise Allen, who is an author, television producer, and screenwriter. It was the first in a series of book became committed. <laughs> Hillary Duff became committed to write. Elise Allen collaborated huh. on the first book and became committed to jointly working with her on the others. The book is now a New York Times bestseller. That sounds sounds like there's more to that story. Yeah. Whoa! It has everything. This is this is an excerpt from a New York Post review. 
uh, it has everything. Romance and the Supernatural. A globe-trotting Hillary Clinton-esque mom. Yeah, that is everything. <laughs> wow. MTV's book report gave Elixir a very positive review, saying it was a ready for, quote, another dose of Elixir. MTV also said that Elixir is crying out for a movie adaptation and suggested that Hilary Duff herself should take the main role. Okay. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sequels. Duff has already stated multiple times that she would write a couple of sequels to Elixir, all in collaboration with Alan. In an interview with Cosmo Girl, she said, Clea has been on an emotional roller coaster. So that is probably where the next book will start. Oh, on the emotional roller coaster. On the emotional roller coaster. That's a good place for a book to be. <laughs> That's like number one on the things the book should be, probably. Clea <laughs> uh, will need to find a way to pick herself up and put the pieces of her life back together. Who knows how long that could take and who, what her next move will be. Hopefully her dreams will guide her if she can dream. Wow. Prepared statement. Huh. Hopefully her dreams will guide her if she can dream. But when she, did this come out? The 2011. And has there been a sequel? Oh, sorry. 2010 for the first book. There was one sequel in 2011 called Devoted. Okay. Uh, and then Duff announced in 2012 that the third and final novel in the series would be titled True. The book was released on April. Oh, so all of these, this is a full series Damn. She committed to it and did it. So good for her. Great. Uh, wow. Okay. Did not know about Hillary Duff's YA novel. Uh, filing that one away to maybe return to at some point. <laughs> uh, every review on Goodreads is, Hillary Duff wrote a book and she, it wasn't great. So. Ah, she even got like a professional co-writer. Wild that this... I've never heard of this. This 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 is yeah. Huh. I was gonna end on uh Model Land, but this uh this 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 kinda knocked that out of off my off my table here. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I wanna find out more about Clea and the mysterious man in the photograph. Alright. I would like to end on a little question for you. Sure. Uh this is from the Twilight subreddit. Great. This is a question for both of us, obviously, but uh, uh, I will I will read this here. What would you like to see in a Twilight video game? <gasps> so much. Yeah, there's never been a video game of the Twilight Saga. What I'd like to know is what would you expect and or like to see in a Twilight game? And they have provided a handy bullet pointed list to get us started here. Would you play as a human vampire or a werewolf? Would you play as Bella? Would you get pursued by a lot of hot guys? Would you bring up a half-vampire baby? Are the Volturi out to get you for a law you may or may not have broken? Do you have to fight shapeshifters? Are you a good enough vampire to lead an ethical existence? Or are you running around trying to kill everyone? Uh, this, is, this is a shocking answer for me, but I don't want to be a vampire in the Twilight game. I want to be a human. Yeah, that seems... Yeah, yeah, that makes sense but to I me. But I don't think I want to be Bella... Right. That doesn't make sense. Do you just want to be someone like in a Bella situation? Yes. And I'm trying to decide if I want the Collins to be there and for Bella to be a character. Mm. Yes, I think so. You want to like, you move to Forks like a year after the events of Twilight and you're like sort of getting caught up in it? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I can see this. 
I want branching conversation trees. Mm-hmm. Um, I want like a deadly premonition type town yes. to explore. Yes, yes. Um, so I guess like sort of GTA adjacent. Like a little. That sounds so good. Yeah. That, I'm just like unironically going like, mm, this sounds good. Like, like I want to be able to like go to the go to the beach and like see the werewolves and like go to, you know, Bella's house and the Colin house and um, there's a racing mini game because vampires <laughs> love, to, love to drive fast. Um, you know what the perfect template for the Twilight video game is? Hmm. It's fucking Yakuza. Oh, you're so right. It, you just have a little tiny town that you're walking around in. You can go in like every building and there's like a mini game or like a shop in there for you. Uh, you've got little side quests. You you you've got some branching dialogue trees. Maybe that that's kind of like the yep. new the new thing. But but yeah, there you go. It's fucking it's it's Yakuza, but you're a a, <laughs> a lady being wooed by vampires. I guess this rocks. I don't. I guess I guess you don't really need the combat unless you like want to like play as the vampires at night, maybe, and then and then do combat. And you're like beating up serial killers. I feel like there has to be some kind of combat, but I don't know what it would be. Yeah. Because I think I, I think being a human it really is the answer. Yeah, because well, because that's like the fantasy of Twilight, right? It's like not be you're not the vampire, you are, you are trespassing in the world of vampires, right? So it would, it would, maybe the goal is to become a vampire. Ooh, you have to like get one of them. You have to convince one of them to bite you. Yep. Ooh, that's cool. You know you want to be a vampire. Yeah, and you kind of have to maybe like oh, it depends on like and, and and like it's the classic dating sim, right? Like like maybe some of your paths are like maybe more ma- manipulative and then mm-hmm. maybe some of them are like, you know, you're just getting there naturally. It's like are are you the good human or the bad human? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, this is this is good writing this down, jotting this down. Uh, the t- the top comment on the, on this Reddit thread is, please tell me you're doing this. <laughs> yep, it's the video game developer that made the thread. <laughs> please tell me you're doing this. All of these, I'd pay $40 for a high quality version of this. Uh, $40? <laughs> that, that is beautiful. That's the Twilight fandom in a nutshell. They know what they've got. This is not... <laughs> This is not a AAA franchise. This is not going to get a AAA game. I will give you $40 for an indie game. $40 for this high-quality indie title. <laughs> no more, no less. Aiming, aiming their sights realistically here. I would, I would pay $40. <laughs> I would pay slightly less than a brand-new AAA game for this if you made it. <laughs> Oh my god, that is perfect. <laughs> That's Twilight. <laughs> sure is. All right. Um, well, on that note, I think we should take it to the close. What do you say? Sounds good. All right. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them. As always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can find them on Bandcamp, and you can find us on patreon.com slash shriekcast. Lots and lots of bonus content and early episodes there for you and Liz. We're not reading anything next week, are we? I don't think so. I think it is time. Uh, Next week, we will be watching the hit Cinema Smash. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of... No. 
Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Where, no. Secrets of... Yep. Yep. Secrets of Dumbledore. Yep. Yes. All right. We got it. <laughs> we got there. We got there. Secrets of Secrets of Dumbledore. Secrets of Dumbledore. Uh, okay. You can hear the enthusiasm in my voice. <laughs> So, uh, with all that extra time you have not reading a chapter, I guess, please read another book. Please read another book. Mama is just a cat in disguise.